Welcome back to the I Am Nerd podcast, guys. We're here for episode 17, I believe, and we have a special guest today. So today we have one of my good friends from California and someone who has actually beaten me twice now. We're currently two and one in Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Ed Exception. And I, how do you, is that how you say your last name, Ed? Uh, Exception. Exception? Yeah, Exception. Okay. Yeah. Is that your actual last name? That's crazy because, like, you're not, like, the first person to ever ask that. That's, like, a constant, like, question, and yeah. that's just, just my name. Like, that's actually your name? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. That's actually really cool. Wait, by actually your, your – wait, hold on. By actually your name, you mean it is your last name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my, okay. my government name is two letters. It's Ed and then Exception. I wasn't <laughs> sure if you were saying yeah. – I wasn't sure if you were saying – oh, no, it's actually my name as if Edception is your whole first name. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's at exception, yeah. That's actually really cool. Um, Yo, wait, why, wait, why is it cool, though? Because I never got that, because, like... Because it's, like, your name is basically exception. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, your name is your name is exception. It's, like, it's kind of a yeah, play yeah, on yeah. words. Or deception. Or yeah, deception. I've heard, I've heard deception, I've heard inception also, so... Um, Hopefully not deception. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ed, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, let's, let's get into you and your Yu-Gi-Oh! journey and how you got started in the game and that time. Uh... Yeah, so I am 28. I started okay. playing when I was 13. 15 uh, years. Nice, yeah, nice. 15 years. But it was like one of those weird things where I didn't start traveling until like 2015, 2016. So like, you know, I went to locals like all the time, but it yeah. took me forever to be convinced to like go out and play. Yeah. Uh, i relatively competent. I think you're more than the average person. Yes, but, I was about to say, I think you're pretty competent. Yeah, but, sure. but the bar is the bar is crazy. Oh, I don't want to say it's crazy low, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, no, so you've only been traveling since 2015, 16? Yeah, my first ever event I ever traveled where I went on a plane was Nacrosse Nationals. Okay. And the very first ever time I took a plane to, because like the farthest I've ever went is like Vegas or like yes. San Jose, which is still like relatively the, close to like California. five hours. Yeah, yes. like literally five hours. Yeah. Max. And the first time I ever flew to an event besides nationals was two months later or three months later, which was uh, YCS Dallas, the one with like Burning Abyss, the one that like Eric Christensen won. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So you said you're relatively competent. Do you, how many tops do you have? Uh, so. I'm not the type of guy to like know it off the top, but I have yeah. it saved on my phone. Hold on. Yeah, okay. Yes. But but so, so here's the thing I want to say. You said you're relatively competent. You have yeah. enough tops that you don't know the number. Yep. So yeah, it's not good. like it's one or two tops. Oh no 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 no. Ed is, uh, he's he's a modest guy, which I like. You know, Ed is yeah, modest. Yeah, yeah. He's not he's not going to be out here uh, listing all of his tops. Actually, he's about to be. But yeah, normally, yeah. <laughs> normally it's way okay. I, I, so the reason why I haven't like, written down is it's way cooler having like saying it all at once you know yes. what i mean yes yeah, yeah yeah so like it sounds very nice like all at once yeah because uh, like in, in in uh uh sequential order top 16 ycs san mateo fourth place ycs dallas top 16 ycs las vegas third place ycs anaheim top 32 ycs dallas top 32 salt lake top eight chicago third place yc atlanta uh third place ycs peru top 64 nawcq 2016 Top 64 NAWCQ 2017, top eight UDS Sacramento. Uh, those are just the the Konami ones. Yes, like I've topped ARG, and then um, I, kinda... I get to, I get to say I topped PPG. I got to top like the the whole you know like the trifecta right. Yeah, now, so. no, you topped everything that there is. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, I yeah, went yeah. to a PPG event. 
but you topped everything that you could pretty much top. Yeah, yeah that, that's not worlds because you know. Could yeah, same, that. same. Yeah. I've never been, never so, been to the top of the mountain as far as that goes. So for anybody I think listening, I counted at least twelve Konami tops. Yeah, right yeah, there, yeah, 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 which is a lot actually. Mm-hmm. Like, so for anybody shit. listening and couldn't see my fingers, I counted twelve. <laughs> yes, I counted twelve as well, and I counted with my fingers, and I never do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, man. So you're a pretty decorated player. And a lot of those, I heard like thirds and stuff like that uh, uh, pretty often. So you actually yeah, get yeah, pretty yeah. deep in top cut sometimes, which is a problem that I tend to have. And so mm-hmm. I get knocked out kind of early. But you've gone pretty deep. You've got some prize cards, it sounds like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like I, I remember because uh, uh, the, the first time I ever brought like a prize card like back home, my yeah. my parents like didn't believe me. They thought I was like, like, cause I was like, oh yeah, I won this like thousand dollar thing. Yeah. And they thought that I was like selling drugs to yes. get the thousand dollar thing. That's just a common thing that happens. Like yeah. when, when people play Yu-Gi-Oh apparently. Yes, 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 yes. So I have a weird question that I just thought of right now. Hmm. Out of those tops, you, is there a singular card in a deck that you, that is memorable to be like, man, this fucking card, I don't know why, but this carried the event. Like, this one card in this deck did some nonsense that really carried the event. It's like something you look back on and you're like, man. I- like, 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 for every event or one that is just like, oh, like. Just I- one that you can think about. Not all, not every event ever. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, I think, I think, what, what's that card called? Thunder Dragon Colossus. Oh, God. Like, if that's in my deck, I've won a prize card. Like, <laughs> holy like, shit. It, it, yeah, it, 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 it <laughs> like, like, because I got back-to-back thirds. I got third at YCS Atlanta. And then the next event I played, I got third at, at Peru, just playing Damn. Thunder. And like thun, like Thunder, like people said like Sky Striker did stuff for people. Like Thunder was just it was just eat, you know what I mean? It was just so easy. So <laughs> was that yeah, like I didn't get to play during that time, but I did see a couple regionals that I judged and it looked powerful as hell. Mm-hmm. Like it just yeah, looked yeah, yeah. insane. No, it um, was definitely like super ignorantly powerful. I don't know if it was the most consistent. But like it doesn't matter if like God himself like stood in front of you. Yeah. If you opened up like the two card combo, you just you just win. And yeah, it was yeah. that good. Could it? How was the mirror match though? Because I always wonder when ducks are that powerful and they kind of they kind of have a uh, a boss monster that locks down like Colossus. You can't search, right? Like that's what yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think like Thunder is like was one of those decks where like where if you were really good at it, you, you beat a lot of people. Okay. You know I, like I, mean? I like so, that. I so like that. I was really cool. Like, and it was one of weird. Cause it's like a combo mirror match, but like, um, like Atlanta specifically, uh, I knew how like the top, the top players were siding, like, uh, like Jesse, Asala, like all of them they, in the thunder mirror, they would go, you go first and then side like board breaker cards. Yeah. So, um, I played like multiple people who are like in their circle. Um, and then, I, I had like a side deck plan for that already. Yeah. They would make me go first. So I just cited Vanity's Fiend. And like they were citing like um that that dumb card, Electric Virus and stuff yep, like that. that steel crack- monsters. Yeah. yeah. And if you just have a fiend monster, you know, it's not a dragon or a, yes, a machine. So there's so, no way to take it. Yeah. So like I would just like nag 50 cards to summon a Vanity's Fiend. But like I knew the way their side deck would work. So then yeah, that should just they, run they, it they out. Just lost. Yeah. Yeah. There's no so I, to it. I beat I beat five mirrors in, in Swiss and they were like, good competent players like they were yes. people who had infinite tops also so yeah like, it was yeah. you mentioned, are, you mentioned so something about, oh go ahead Can you i was gonna say medicals are so good yes yeah, medicals yeah, yeah, yeah. literally win events i mean that's you know i say it almost oh, yeah, podcast, that's, that's proof that, right is, that is how i won an event is basically an insane medical uh made by me and my friend mccabe also, and vanity's fiend just doesn't go away i guess no, no. <laughs> it's actually that card's been toxic for a long time. Vanity's Fiend is just so yeah. good forever. 
Yeah, Vanity's Fiend is wild. I mean, for people who don't know, I'm just going to say it anyway. For people who don't know, Vanity's Fiend is a tribute monster. Can be special summon, but it says that as long as this card is on the field, uh, neither player can special summon monsters. So it just locks down the game. And it's crazy because so many cards that do that are banned, like Roll Depression, Vanity's Emptiness. There's so many cards like that that they just completely took out of the game, but for whatever reason, Vanity's Fiend is still legal, and then they made, what, Majesty's Fiend? Yeah, Majesty's um, Fiend and, like, Majesty's Fiend is uh, there's no neither, effects, yeah. No, yeah, no, neither player can activate monster effects, mm. and it's a light version. It looks like Vanity's Fiend, but it's like a light version of it, instead yeah, of like a holy version, or yes. something. Yep, so you mentioned something earlier, Ed, that uh, about you played a bunch of people in a certain circle. Do you have a, a group of people that you typically play with that are like, like who's in Ed's circle? Like, if people uh, ask me, I would say like Steven Silverman, Sean McCabe, yeah, Tom yeah. Mack. Like the the people in the Philadelphia area are like in my circle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I I guess like my circle would be like we, we call ourselves Team Ryan's car because when we were younger, like it, it was my friend Ryan Murakami. He would yeah. just drive us everywhere all the time, and we'd be Team Ryan's car. I feel like um, I know Ryan Murakami. UDS champion. <laughs> okay, Ryan Murakami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and and uh, that that's uh, my my circle is like Zach Stone, Ryan Murakami. I guess Dominic Couch is in my circle because he he talks to me like he's one of my best friends now. Ever since COVID, he's been talking to me every day. Yeah, no, that's um, good. And, and and that's the thing. Like I, I'm a, one of the weird people about it because my my circle was you know how like there's some people that come into like to Yu Gi Oh and then they hop into like the it circle and then they get really good because yes. you know they're surrounded by like good players. Yeah, like. I feel like I've, I've never really had that where it's like my, my, my people are just local guys, you know what yeah. I mean? And it, we just like grew yes. together. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's kind of how it happened for me too. Uh, I was very local only to the Philadelphia, New Jersey area really. Mm-hmm. And so when there were, when I was younger and there were all these like Shonen jump champions, cause at the time there wasn't even a YCS, but there were all these Shonen jump champions. I didn't really know them or anything, even though a lot of them did live close because back in the day, New York was, the king of Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. Like you had Paul Levitin, Shane Scurry, like all of those guys, the whole overdose basically. And then, you know, Adam Korn came in a little later, but um, New York was really big, but I didn't know them actually. And even if I saw them at an event, I wasn't the type of person to kind of be like, yo, what's up? Right. Yeah, like, exactly. Like I wasn't that kind of person. So no, you got to be the guy that, you know, the guy that just walks up and he just stands with the group. And yep. He just, he just walks up and Happens he just kind of chills Happens and he just, he's quiet. Time. But he just kind of tries to blend in. You guys go to Wendy's, he might follow the crowd. But he might show up at Wendy's. And at some point, when the like nobody says anything, the day ends, you guys in the car going home, and you're like, who the fuck was that? Like, so oh, no, yeah, the fuck yeah. Was that's that? the best. Like, or, or, just the awkward, or you have the awkward, like, hey man, what's your name again? I, yeah. you know, you have that that's weird, exactly like, what it is. Oh, man, like, yeah. yeah. There's a po- there's a point where everyone gets quiet, like the awkward human thing where we all get quiet at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> and then we all look at him like, "Hey, what's your name?" Yeah, my bad. Uh, how do I Jeff. spell your name again? <laughs> yep. You, you want to yeah, act like it's like when you're talking to a girl and you don't want to act like you don't know her name. So you go, "How do I spell that?" Yes, yeah, so that's what she's that. like. It's literally Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but maybe there's an E at the end. You know, maybe you're French and there's a full day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm, I'm honestly, I'm really weird about like Yu-Gi-Oh uh, and that kind of stuff because clicks, uh, clicks. Just, yeah, yeah. 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 I know Wait, exactly what you mean. I feel so the same way. I like I try to be as civil and like as nice as possible, honestly. But, yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, there was a lot of really good players in California. Yes. And they are just not good people. Yes. And, I've like, heard and, stories. I've and, heard and, stories. And, and 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 it's so crazy growing up now because like 
the, the the people who are good at Yu-Gi-Oh now are just so nice or willing to sit down and be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm down to talk to some dude I've never talked before. But then growing up in Cali and Cali was like a hotbed of Yu-Gi-Oh talent. You know what yeah. I mean? I, w- I was real like by myself on, on that matter. So it, w- it was really weird when I started like doing better and then they would just be like, oh, what's up, Ed? How you doing, bro? And then, you know, yeah. they tried yes. to get into my circle. You know yes. what I mean? Yes, I know That's, exactly yeah, what you yeah, mean. Yeah. I have a really interesting story about something. Basically what you just said is how it goes from the, the and I'm using my fingers here, the pros, right? Like the pro yeah. players pretty much ignoring me before I was a household name and before mm-hmm. I started topping and like won an event and stuff like that. And then as soon as that happened, they literally would talk to me without me saying anything. And there's one in particular, I, I, I won't go into it right <laughs> now because I want to use a, um, a, a different name for the person, very famous Yu-Gi-Oh player, one of the biggest of all time. But I was a big fan of his as a kid. And to make a long story short, I tried to speak to him at an event before, and he literally put his headphones on and walked away from me. <laughs> and this same guy, when I've gone to events after having like 20 plus tops, has come up to me and talked to me as though we're friends. And it's the weirdest thing ever because I don't want to be like an asshole. So I'm just like, hey, what's up, man? And like, I just kind of keep it short and walk away. But in your head, you're like, we're not friends. Yeah, like, like he no, no, yes, yes. <laughs> we are not friends. Like, like, we're not you have friends. to be civil. You literally have to be yeah. so civil. The craziest thing to me is I know he doesn't remember what he did, though. And it, yeah. it has always been one of those things that I'm not going to lie. It kind of ate at me for a long time because it just made me realize how, it, it, and this is probably true in other worlds, but in the Yu-Gi-Oh world, uh, it made me realize how differently people treat you because of who you are. It's yeah. a really big problem that we have in a community. And especially now that I'm retired, you see it even more. Like when you're on the outside looking in, it's even worse. I knew it when I was in it. Like I've realized that, you know, special treatment and people being nice to you generally, right? Like that type of thing. Yeah. Def- but but that situation is something that has always been in the back of my mind. Every time I see this guy, it's so weird to me because he doesn't remember it. And I, I'll never forget. Like it it really kind of triggered me. And I was so young and I was a fan of his. So yeah, I'll talk about it on a podcast one day, but I'm just <laughs> me, trying to think just- about how I want to... I just get the clout chase through Fraser. Like I get to hang out with people. <laughs> I just, I just slide in. They're like, "Who's this guy?" And they're like, "I don't know. He came with Fraser." Like, oh. Well, now everyone, everyone knows you. At uh, well, you live next to our local anyway, and so yeah. everyone in our area knows you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all the people that were most of the people that would go to that local, I've known just because my whole life. Yeah, that's the local I went to. Yeah, it's right next to your house. But yeah, so that's that's really cool though. Ed. So, how did you even get into Yu-Gi-Oh? Like, what was your first? Yu-Gi-Oh experience. Uh, my fr- my first Yu-Gi-Oh experience was uh, playing playing the, like the video games. Like first and foremost, like okay. you know, just like stuff like that. And then um, which video games? Because I actually like somebody of like Duel of the Roses, like two thousand seven Yu-Gi-Oh World Championships. Okay, that, that's what I remember. And yeah, I just I just played a lot, and I was like, oh man, this, this game's pretty cool. And yeah. I was one of the few people that never got like I got into the anime now, obviously. Well, not obviously. You got what? Like, I'm sorry. You cut I, off for a second. Oh, what did you say? Yeah, I, I got into the anime uh, like late in, into it. Like most people get into Yu Gi Oh by watching the anime. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I just I just didn't. Um, it just so happened that I was at a like an anime convention when I was like 12, 13, and I was like super yeah. duper duper into into chess when I was a kid. Like I like me, I love puzzles, I love video games and stuff like that. And there was a when there there was like a you know a chess tournament. At Anime Expo, you know, you got to wear like, a, I don't know what it's called, like a, like a cosplay chess tournament. I, I was in that tournament yeah. 
But then there was a tournament for Yu-Gi-Oh! And to do it, you had to barter star chips. You know what I mean? Like it was like oh, a like uh, at the, yeah, yeah. At the end of the three days, you know, you know, it was a three-day thing. The people with a with a certain amount of star chips qualifies to make it into you know their top cut, you know, a single limb, basically, right? Yeah. And then I was like, whoa, that's like that's that's like the anime, right? Yes, that's and cool. Then I, I ran back home, I watched the anime, and I was like, this is literally the show. And then yeah. I started, I started, I, I, I started, I started playing. And then, and then two weeks later, I, I went to a locals and I showed up with like 50 band cards and, you know, yes. people explained, oh man, you can't have graceful charity in your deck. That actually got unba- a band like two weeks ago. So that's so that's, good. That's not allowed. And then yeah. after that, it's just all history. I just started showing up to locals and stuff like that. Damn. That's Damn. Cool. Do you still play chess? Oh, yeah. I, I play chess from time to time. I was super hyped when uh, like chess and all that got really big so it was really cool it but randomly got huge on twitch like i don't yeah, know what yeah. happened well that show came out on huge. netflix what's that oh, yeah. show? the queen's um, gambit queen's gambit yeah good show that show was insane yes i still gotta watch it i, I think i have that show in my top 10 shows of all time it's that good mm. to me like it's actually well, I, I think it's just because it speaks to you you know what i mean like yes like all Yu-Gi-Oh players like resonate with that show yeah like, for sure. Yeah. No, we. So, Kenny, I need you to watch that. I'm watching this <laughs> I'm, anime for the podcast now. I do I need to watch it. I just have to. I haven't re um subscribed to Netflix in a while because okay. every other month they raise the price. They do raise the price. Yeah, off, yeah, they do. Like, I went to go check. I was, you know what? I'll just go to a lower plan because I think they tried to charge me like twenty bucks. I was like, whatever. I'll just I'll just manually set myself to a lower plan. And so the ten dollar plan or whatever is four eighty p. Oh like, god, four eighty. This is that again. That four eighty. <laughs> I was like, you can't legally sell 480. Like, <laughs> that's like yeah. YouTube in 2007. You know, yeah, like, like, watching like yeah, they're pushing, stuff. They're pushing crack on the community at that point. Like, <laughs> so, they're literally pushing hard on everybody. So I haven't gotten around the resubscribing. Yeah, I might have yeah, to I find think, find the show on the high seas. I was gonna say there are places you can go to, for one, sure, yeah. for, to one piece the show if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you can find you can find the show in one piece. So what was your first? Uh, deck that you top with because i know most people remember that as a big deal i, I mean yeah most people yeah. remember oh, yeah. that as a big deal actually i actually I, I do have a story though that i really wanted to tell okay go ahead. you said first you said first like Yu-Gi-Oh thing yes so um my very first regionals i played i i i thought i was godly like i went on pojo mm-hmm. and I, I i put on pojo do you think an earth beatdown can win la regionals because i'm about to <laughs> like literally like there's like proof of this and the deck was awful like it played like hammerhead like i don't i don't know what the, the dinosaur hammerhead card i don't know if i know exactly that. what you're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, like, and probably the G- gigantes the yeah it plays gigantes it plays yeah. like and, and it was just a bad deck like, it was a good deck but then i just went on metagame looked up earth beat down and then found all the cards that i could and i yeah. couldn't find i couldn't find you know like ran like a mirror force so I put Goblin Attack Force in my deck. Yep. Makes sense, right? When you're a kid. Yeah. And um, so I enter my first uh, deck, uh, first time in a regional, and I'm super excited. I, I think I'm going to win. My my combo in, in high school or middle school was this. It was it was normal Injection Fairy Lily, Smashing Ground, Attack for 34, yep. FTK. Like, no deck can beat that, right? Yep. And then I had three Giant Rat in my deck, and I was like, this is impossible. Like, I have four Injection Fairy Lilies in yep. my deck, right? She so was insane my, back in the day, too. Go ahead. Yeah, literally crazy. My, my Still one of my favorite cards yeah. of all time. So um, I set Giant Rat, and I'm smashing ground. Round one of LA Regionals, and I'm like, this is insane. 
I, I, I was born to play this game. I I, I opened the combo the very <laughs> not, first time. Not the combo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and my opponent, and what's crazy is I know my opponent now. Like, we, we know each other. Yeah. And my opponent goes, normal, this strange fire monster I've never seen before. But I was like, in my head, I was like, look at this idiot. Like, yeah. he's just going to lose. Like, he's so yeah. dumb. Yeah, like, look at and, this guy. And, and he attacks the fire monster. And I go, effective giant rat. Summon injection fair lily. I'm just like sitting there, you know, just really confident. And then the fire monster turns out to be Gladiator Beast Laquari. No. And tags oh. out for Mermillo. No. And I have to pick up Mermillo and read it seven times because I was like, Smashing Grounds at one. You yeah, know what I mean? How did you just <laughs> search this from your deck? Deck, exactly. And then ever since that, uh, uh, that was, <laughs> and so, you know, a lot of people are like, oh man, like, you know, people just start off good and stuff like that. <laughs> That that was my first ever regional. And I went oh okay. I went five and four. I went five and four. That's actually not bad. No, but four of those wins were buys. Oh. I started oh and three oh. and played the entire thing out. But you oh, know, man. obviously you no know, no, but you know, when you're like 13, yes. 14, you, you don't know any better. Yeah, no. And then you, you hear dudes on the side going, I'm X1. And then I was like, oh, I'm X1 also. You, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah. like you just don't understand that. That's yeah. not that's not the lingo and all that. I remember not knowing what X and anything, man. I was like, "What the hell is X one? Like, what the hell does that mean?" Yeah, <laughs> man, uh, that is a crazy story. I'm still so sitting got... on my man Laquario. Yes, yeah, I hate that dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> not the combo. So was this Glider to Beast format? Maybe this was this was during Teledad. Like, I started my first okay. set was uh, my first set was uh, Judgment the Dragon set. I fed the. The one where Gazeras came out. The one where Gazeras yes. came out. Light of yeah, Destruction, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, Light of Destruction. So, I, yeah, I remember. I think that's what it's called. Oh. Um, but I kind of vaguely remember that time because I did play in Teledad. That was That's what I called the dawn of me becoming a good player. I never got to yeah. play in a YCS or Shonen. I guess they were called Shonen Jump Championships back then. <laughs> but when I, I did play in one before I had Teledad. So, Teledad mm-hmm. came out at uh, Shonen Jump Championship Baltimore, which is, I think, the only time or the last time, at least, that Baltimore has had a Shonen Jump Championship. I don't think they've done it since Teledad. But I went to that event, and I played a Lightsworn deck that played, like, Mizuki and some really big zombies that were, like, 2,800 and 3,500 or something like that. And it was a really scrubby deck, but basically the goal was just mill, mill a bunch with Solar Recharge and Charge of the Light Brigade, and then hopefully drop JDs and use Mizuki and attack the game. And I actually didn't do too bad. I think I went X and 3. Um, and then I switched over to Teledad immediately, and... I remember trivializing all the Gladys players. Like that deck, like Gladys were so dominant before that. And then you just go D draw, malicious, banish, summon, teleport, Cribbons, sync for Stardust Dragon, and they could not deal. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was the dawn of that. But Gladiator Beasts were a polarizing deck back in the day. That deck, worst deck of all, worst best deck, not worst best deck of all time. But but it's one of those decks where people like, they get, they're not creative or they just give up on the format and just like, Let's play GB, honestly. Yep. It's pretty, it's, it can't be that bad, right? You, you go with through a 10-year period of people going back to Gladbeast. Every time a new ban list would come out, they'd be like, wait, Gladbeast are playable again. And I'm like, <laughs> no, they are not. No, it, it's like that meme where it's like, never has been. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Never has been. But no, in all seriousness, though, Gladbeast did have a long time where they were mm-hmm. dominant as hell. Like, there was a period where Gladbeast was the only real deck to play. I know people play like Dab Return, but... If you go back and try to play that match, it's not. I mean, maybe mm. you can correct the decks now because we know we have we have so much information, like how Go Control is co- corrected. But if you go back and play the list that people played for Dad Return or whatever, yeah. If you go back and play that deck, 
and then you play Glad Beast, it's a really hard matchup. It's so hard. I um Glad Beast were so cool to me that uh I remember I made a Pokemon team and competitive Pokemon based on Gladiator oh, Beast yeah. was the move U turn. U turn is you attack and then you go back to the party <laughs> and then you get to switch out a new Pokemon. And I made a whole team designed around that and constantly switching to the proper matchup and using U turn the scout and doing all this other stuff. And I named each Pokemon a Glad a, um, yeah, after a like, Glad Beast. Like I think this is one of them. Oh, it's yeah, damn right. Yeah, yeah. I remember since we're having U-turn and just like Starmie was one. Starmie was uh Mermillo, yep. water. And Starmie was on the team because of rapid spin to get rid of Stealth Rock because if I'm switching so much, Stealth Rock would kill me. Um but yeah, Glad Beasts were dope. I made a Pokemon team, like a whole team designed around that strategy. <laughs> yeah, that's how impactful Glad Beasts were. It permeated other communities. Yeah, um, um uh, I actually I have something to say about uh about because you asked me my, my first uh yes like like top right so so there's technically two tops for Ed right but then yep. like obviously one is fake but I I like talking about it <laughs> so you said you said I was like the seventeenth uh person or seventeenth episode right yep um I don't I don't know if anyone saw it or like any I don't know if you that you show the things but I rolled my eyes when you said the word seventeen because my very first seventeen is a crazy number for me like. I've been 17th place after Swiss a thousand times, but like my very first ever Shonen Jump, it was Shonen Jump LA. It was the one that Silverman won. And um, and it's crazy. When I tell Silverman who I was, when I told him who I was, he was like, you're that kid? So uh, when I was, uh, when I, uh, so I, I played at uh, Shonen Jump LA and um, I played Sky Scourge Norlaris yes, when everyone exactly was playing, like the, was playing a, like a diva zombie, right? Yeah. And I was playing like like the you know combo deck basically, right? Yep. And I finished uh, day one X one, and um, that was only top sixteen. So um, oh, no, and then the very the very last round, I lost to uh, I lost to someone, and um, I got seventeenth place, and oh. I finished day one X one, and my first tiebreaker, my first loss in Swiss was Peter. Round seven or eight, Peter Chang. Peter Chang, yeah. And 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 I like Peter, and I'm not I'm not gonna go into a whole lot of stuff, but uh basically Peter did something that he's not allowed to do. And oh, I, I, so I, he I did a, he, he did did a Peter thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. And 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 and, and I, I, I didn't catch it. Yep. I, I I didn't catch it. And then what happened was Peter was X1 going into the last round, almost automatically tops. He gets DQ'd or he gets removed from the tournament. Yeah. And that shoots my tiebreakers oh no because yeah, he's, he's who you lost to so you don't get tiebreakers anymore. i don't get anything I, yeah I, I lost to the boss. it's the worst possible scenario yes. oh my god to lose then, to someone who then gets the yeah that is the worst possible scenario mm-hmm. and then and then i remember i was x1 table two last round and everyone's tapping me on the back because you know i'm the kid from locals like yeah. oh good you top you top there's no way you didn't top and then and then i get 17th place Damn, that, then, that's and, heartbreak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Heartbreak, Ed. But you know what? Those heartbreaks, they those stories usually end well. No, no, no. I uh, so so I I love I love telling my my my, my first top because uh my I remember that that class. I always say like uh you know the first time we top that's your you know that's your class right that's the yeah. that, that's who it is right and and that class was gonna have um Claudio Kirschmier. I don't know if you remember that name. I do know who uh, Claudio is. I loved Claudio back. Yeah, in the Claudio's goaded. He's so yeah. good at deck. Yes. Claudio, Silverman, um, Adam. Silverman, Adam, yep. and just like infinite good people. But then when my very first top, I topped with Dragon Rulers. And so wait, wait, wait. So Silverman wins in 2010 because I only know that because me and him both won in the same year. 
Yeah, at least the first because he just recently won a YCS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so me and him won it the same in the same year. Dragon Ball was come out in 2013. So you get 17th place in 2010. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a three-year period where you're trying to like get there and maybe well, that, that, that's the thing. I, I wasn't trying to get there at that okay. point. Because like I, I, I honestly did not You weren't traveling, right? So you yeah, weren't I really, was not traveling. So if yes. the event wasn't local, you were like, I'm not going yes. to that. And, and, and like as, as much as I like to joke, I was playing Dragon Ruler, but I didn't have maxis, so I put Stardust Dragon Assault Mode in my deck. Oh shit! You know, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so so I, 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 I was like known as the Assault Mode guy at that event. Yeah. Because you know I was just winning. But uh, what I like uh, what I like about San Mateo was I I was really sad because uh, I was like, oh man, all these good people that I hugely respect. Yes. Is in that in that class. But then my 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 San Mateo was insane. It's Billy Brig, Patrick Hoban, Denny uh, Denny Yu. Um, what is it called? Like a bunch of like yeah A list starless players. I was like, yeah. oh, I just got to say my first top was with Patrick Hoban. That's that's ten times cooler than saying you know Adam Corn to like anybody else like yeah. That. So, I mean, Pat is also I got se- I got seventeenth place also at that event. So. But That's was like it top a, sixteen or top? It was top thirty two. Okay, 32. at that point, yeah, so, yeah. so you've gotten seventeenth on what would have been your first top, and then also mm-hmm. on your actual first top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, and then this is episode seventeen. What are the odds of that? Yeah, that's that's pretty nutty. Because yeah. we were going <laughs> to schedule you to be on the podcast uh, on Sunday, which yeah, but then I said I was busy, and then it yeah. just happened like because Sunday yeah. is a local day. And mm-hmm. I, I know. So what you did like. this to yourself again. Yeah, self-fulfilling to yourself. Yeah, damn, I might have to. I'm going to have to look into this number 17. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so that's like your first hop, and you're playing... I'm uh, playing Dragon Ruler, playing Dragon Ruler. So you're Dragon. just playing Dragon Ruler, but without Maxi... Without Maxi, like, no hand traps, and I'm just playing, like, three tanky, three assault mode activate, and... What does tanky yeah. do? Does it search the guy that searches, uh, searches, assault, searches mode? assault mode activate? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's also, also, tanky searches it out to Kaiku. That is, like, not, like, relevant... And well, it's relevant, but like that was super relevant for me yes. during that tournament. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like they would go Kaiku and like summon a bunch of stuff, and yeah. I'd be like, okay, MST, your your fate, tanky for a for because you know Dragon didn't have a monster that actually attacked over Kaiku. No. You know what I mean? So yeah, there you go. So that's actually interesting because one of the things I do recall about 2013 Dragon Rollers, and it's one of my I guess favorite formats, but in hindsight, the format's not that good as we all know now. <laughs> it, yeah. But it was, but it was fun because it was so powerful. Um. Mm-hmm. I remember that deck being malleable as anyone wanted it to be. For example, mm-hmm. uh, at one point, and this is only what I was doing in my local area, but at one point I was playing Obelisk the Tormentor in my deck. There was no out. There were no out. Like yeah. people literally, <laughs> if you weren't playing uh, Lucky Seven, the 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 rank seven exceeds, uh, and you had to roll a certain number also. But if you weren't <laughs> playing Lucky Seven, you could not out Obelisk the Tormentor. Like that was it was game mm-hmm. and. So at one point I was playing Obelisk. At one point I was playing Light and Darkness Dragon. Uh, at one point we were playing, I think Vanity's Fiend because uh, you know that card just comes in and out every format. I feel like. Um, I don't, and then Fossil Diner. I remember Fossil yes. Diner one because uh, it was searchable. On the, right? like, the ARG, yeah. Yeah, you oh, could, I don't, was it searchable? Not, not searchable, but you could go discard Redox, discard Fossil Diner, and special summon back then, to yeah, and reborn it back. Okay. Yeah, it's reborn. That was that was the play. So you can go like. Get, once you have Redox and you have Fossil, you like discard special it, and it was just, just have it every turn. Yeah. And you could also get a level eight synchro with it. So you could do that and you could normal summon a one star tuner, summon a dragon, make like a stardust or something, protect it, and it's just like fossil dying a thing, you can't deal. Um but yeah, that was 
that that deck, luckily, even though you didn't have Max C, that deck you could do so much to it, and it was still yeah. extremely powerful. Well, like that, that's the thing, though. Like, uh, I like I don't I don't want to dwell on it because I hate you know dwelling on like super all the time on the past, but like yeah, like assault mode like was broken in the mirror. I never lost a single mirror because all you would do and like it, and people didn't know how to beat it because like they'd go like effective dragon ruler search and then all you do is you pick a color and you negate one color over and over and over yes. and over again and you're just gonna be up in the race. You know what yes. I mean? Of like yeah, they, they you're have, gonna have more colors than them and exactly you win, yeah. You have four colors and they're dealing with like two. They can't possibly win they can't the play yes. Yeah. Yeah that's actually when you say that, that actually makes sense. And that was an Omni negate, right? That guy can yeah, negate yeah, anything. Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you really just couldn't negate. And, and yeah, it, it was he just was a walking solemn judgment, right? Yeah, because yeah. you 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 uh, you could flip a floodgate. That was like the best part. You know what I mean? You could flip yeah. like Iron Wall. You could actually Iron Wall in your Dragon deck, and then the other Dragon deck couldn't do anything because your starters came back every turn. And it's a three thousand beat stick. Yeah, so it's, it's a three thousand beater. Yeah. Yeah. And if they do kill it, uh, and what's crazy is that if they do kill it, I love this card. It's one of my favorite cards. <laughs> if they do kill it, it, it just summons back another Stardust. So if you, you have, have a regular trap card Stardust, set, yeah. yeah. So if you have a trap card back, it, yeah, you have trap another trap set, it just comes back. Yeah. Yeah, damn. Assault mode, that, that's interesting. Um, it's funny because uh, two nights ago, Kenny and I uh, played against one of our patrons on Patreon, mm-hmm. and he requested that we play September 2013 format. So he wanted to play when the the babies are banned, but the dragon rules are still like dominant. So like the Patrick Hoban format where he played like yeah, Unity, yeah. he wanted to play that format. And I kind of want to when when we do play these old formats, I don't want to just play the same thing that was played. I kind of want to spice it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that. I like the idea of playing assault mode to be like spicy. Like that's a really mm-hmm. spicy tech, and it's also fun because I never yeah. competitively a lot of cards I just skipped on. Because I was yeah. always such a competitive person that if a card was like even slightly off meta, I would be like, uh, I don't really want to play that, which is so weird and ironic probably because I'm also a person that decided to play Royal Tribute, you know, like one of the most non-meta cards ever. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'm like, I only want to play the meta. So, but I have had my times where, uh, like you, I like to play random decks. I, I definitely did try. Okay, my- see, see, okay so I, I, I just have to stop you on that one. That, 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 that is... One of my biggest pet peeves ever is, um, <laughs> is, is, is like, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people in the community and like, they're people that think I'm good, you know, stuff like that. And then they, the, the thing that always grinds me is, man, it's just an Ed deck or it's just like, oh, that's an Ed, it's, it's an Ed thing. Like, like it's, it's so awful being my testing partner sometimes because like, they'll just respect Madolce or they'll yes. be like, you know, this deck's pretty good. Like, Ed has been shitting on us, like, yeah. all day for the past, like, three weeks. Like, yeah. it has to be good. And, and, and that's the thing, right? Like, I, I like a common misconception is, like, I play stuff to be, like, original or I play stuff to, like, you know, do my own thing. Obviously, that's really cool. Yeah. And that, you know, expressing yourself in that way is fun. But, like, I wouldn't play a deck if I if I didn't believe in it. You know, exactly. if I didn't believe I could go 12-0 at a, at a YCS or something like that. Then you're not going to play I, it. I'm not going to play it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that that's like the most common misconception with with a lot of people on me because like I get sent like thousands of deck lists. Like, oh, did you see such and such? You know, I I know this is an Ed deck, and yeah. then I'm, I'm like, does the Ed deck mean like good or is that like a shot at me? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, what you are you saying? To say? is, other people are saying you play random decks, but you're saying like, no, I, I actually think this deck can win. Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah, not yeah, just yeah. random. If I actually think this to, is good. If he goes to a YCS, if he flies to a YCS with a deck, then for sure you think that deck is real. Yeah, it's not just yeah. some random ass... It's not just, like, some random shit. Now, at Locals, 
I'm assuming that you can get a little bit spicy without. Really... Oh, yeah, you can play whatever you want at locals. Yeah. In all honesty, he's, yeah, he's just there to play. Yeah, because I've I've I'm going to locals with my dolces a lot, and people yeah. laugh. You like people laughing like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you playing this right now?" I'm like, "Cause it looks fun. Like, it's just a fun deck." Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's jump into current Yu-Gi-Oh. So, yes. speaking of Madolce, is I think you mentioned before the call started that uh, that's actually what you're kind of testing right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been playing uh, Madolce just for fun on on DB, and uh, the deck looks really nice, like maxed out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, what inspired uh, so, you to play that? Uh, there is a guy named Alex Benoit. He got top four at the European uh, YCS. Okay. And then he got first in the Remote Duel Invitational. Both both playing with Dolce and like I I love going on YouTube. Like when I'm super into Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. I I am a student. Like I Same. study Yu-Gi-Oh! nonstop. Same. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah, no, no. It, it it's so cool. Cause, cause um uh one of my favorite like quotes about Yu-Gi-Oh! is like the smartest person can learn from the dumbest answer, but yeah. the dumbest person can't learn from the smartest answer. You know what I mean? Cause like I can watch a deck profile of a guy who went X5 at, at locals, but probably pull something out of it. You yeah. know what I mean? But there are some people that can watch the same, you know, Jesse Cotton deck profile 10,000 times, but, but, but nothing connects. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm a big believer in like when they like, when a dude is a one man army where a guy just tops all the time with one deck, there's, there's two things that deck is either really broken or he's a cheater, but like, I'm gonna yes. go with a really broke. <laughs> I'm a, I'm yeah, you a, have to. No, no, we gotta be realistic. You know, no, percent. That's real shit. Hundred percent. You're real. Yeah. That's so. Real it's funny you say fuck. that. It's funny you say that because uh, 2012. You remember Simon He? I love one. I love Simon He. Simon I, He is. He's one of my. He's <laughs> he's one of my. Uh, back then we were really close. Me, him, yeah, and yeah, Alistair yeah. were like friends. Mm-hmm. But um, he would top and go undefeated at a lot of events with Jesus. Yes. And I used to always think to myself, and I even talked about this uh, to, to Alistair, we would always say, like, there's no fucking way that every time this guy flies over to the United States, he tops with agents in non-agent formats. Like, the format would not be agents at all. It would be Gear Gear, like Providence when uh, Chris LeBlanc first won. He would, he would go undefeated at that event, and then he'd do it again when it's like water and fire fist format. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how like what is like, either that deck is insane or he is doing something and then me and Alistair you know we went on dueling network I think it was called at the time and we tried it out and it was awful and I was like <laughs> and we came to the conclusion real quick we were like Simon is doing something because <laughs> this shit is some trash like, this, like I drew double shine ball twice and I was like yeah no I'm I am good on this like this is not it as a hard pass definitely. Yeah, yeah um, that's what's scary about a lot of decks playing normal monsters because you said the double shine ball thing yeah. i know a lot of current Yu-Gi-Oh has like red eyes and dark magician in it and it's like, <laughs> yes you don't want to draw red eyes like, <laughs> that's true fuck? that's actually true like what you oh your opening hand you got red eyes in it you're like come on yeah no people do complain about that because it's like a lot of decks can't not play the dragoon package because the dragoon package is a lie bro it is a lie like um it's it, it people it, it's People put Dragoons package in decks that are just awful, and they're good because Dragoons is that broken. That that that's like how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like yeah. man, I don't know. I don't know how to make this uh, Iron Chain deck viable. You right. Know? <laughs> you know, two monsters turns into like one of the most obscene cards ever printed. So yes. I, I said well, if you yeah. if you put Dragoons in several formats, I was when we started with goats, and I first I said to McCabe, I, I said, do you realize that there is no way to out this in goats? Like in goat format, there is no way. To out dragoons, 
Mm-hmm. Like you cannot out dragoons realistically in go format. Yeah. And then the came said, "Well, don't stop there." <laughs> and we started going through several formats. Like, there's no alpha this thing for a long time in Yu-Gi-Oh. Do you, um, uh, do you know who Farfa is? Like the the YouTube guy. I've, I've heard of him. I don't know him personally, but oh, I know okay. he has a YouTube channel that's like pretty big. Yeah. So he uh, so he streams a, a lot. Okay. And he has one of my like when 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 I first saw what he did. I could not stop laughing. It was a great idea. So, so you know, he streams on Twitch and all that jazz, right? Yeah. And uh, he goes, "Hey, um, if you have an issue with me or anything like that, take the Dragoons challenge." And it's a uh, you become a mod on his stream, or you do something. You get you get something out of it, right? Yeah. You can play any deck you want, but he gets to start the turn off with Dragoons, and you have to out it. If you don't out it, then you're banned from his stream. Oh shit! In your opening hand, you know what I mean. <laughs> so it's just a way of some, you know, someone talking on chat he goes hey man you want to do it run the challenge and there are people where they just open their hand and they'll play like kaijus in their deck and it's true man like sometimes you just it's can't that out yeah, yeah it's sometimes that you literally can't do anything that card is fucking crazy mm-hmm. uh the way i feel about it in current Yu-Gi-Oh! as someone who's been watching is dragoons is broken right like i know some people don't play it i saw that the remote duel YCS though, Rafael Nevin, he won with Tribrigade Zoo. He didn't play mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Then I believe the guy who won, I think his name is Pac, he won with Prank Kids. Mm-hmm. He didn't play, play it, and he won the YCS remote duel. And then Andre Torres, uh, he won with Drytron, Drytron uh, in a remote duel, and he didn't play it. Mm-hmm. So there was like a, a month period where all of these YCSs or whatever were won by non-Dragoon decks. And I was like, damn, how necessary could it be if all three of these people just won a YCS without it? And I'm I'm wondering what you think about not playing dragoons. Like, is that is that something that you feel is viable, or do you think that dragoons should oh, be in the deck no matter what? It's a, it's a totally viable strategy because uh, like uh, so uh, a common thing uh, that I do when I make decks is uh, look at the best cards in the format, right? Yeah. And usually the best decks just get to play a lot of it, right? Yes. And the best extra deck cards by far are are uh, Axis Code, Zeus, and Dragoons. If you get to play at least like two out of the three, then your 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 deck's in it. You know what I mean? So Tribrigade plays all three of those easily. Uh, well, uh, Tribrigade can play all three, but Tribrigade specifically plays Axis Code. It is a good Axis Code deck, and it 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 you know it summons Zeus. That's the reason why the Zoo engine has been so successful in that deck is because yeah. Zeus is that powerful. Yeah, and like it's totally cool, like not playing Dragoons, but as long as you're playing like one of the three, I think I think your deck is like socially acceptable you know yeah. what i mean like it's like totally fine so when tribegate plays all three i guess that the issue that most people have is that it cuts the consistency of the deck down mm-hmm. like theoretically you're adding three mm-hmm. cards in your deck two of them you don't want to draw I, mm-hmm. drawing redos fusion is not the worst but two of them you literally do not want to draw mm-hmm. and i guess that people are saying you know i don't want any of that i want to be able to play my deck let my deck do what it does and that's mm-hmm. just it I'll, I'll just go for the consistency yeah, um, and, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm I'm totally cool with that because I'm a big, uh, even though sometimes it doesn't look like it, I'm a big stickler for like consistency. You yes, know what I mean? consistency so, matters a lot to me too, especially when you're talking about a ten or eleven round tournament. Um, cause, yeah, because honestly, like the way I feel about dragoons nine times out of ten, more more often than not, it's it, it it's I don't want to say it's like a crutch, but like if if you are I don't want to say lesser Yu Gi Oh player, but Having should, dragoons in your deck you definitely makes it. it yeah, it, it, you know what type of player you are when you're entering the event. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes just putting dragoons 
gets you there. You it, know it what will. I mean? It literally, I've seen it. I've actually watched my friend. Uh, here's one of the best things about Dragoons. I watched my friend lose to Dragoons by someone who is, he's not the best player. He's one of mm-hmm. our local players that just kind of like only plays on a certain day, mm-hmm. plays his one deck, has been playing it for a long time, but his deck can summon Dragoons like everybody else. And mm-hmm. literally my friend, like Valor's a monster. Then he, let's say he impermanence is another monster. And the guy's like, okay, get rid of both of these. Make make Anaconda summon Dragoons, which I think that that interaction alone is so loud. <laughs> yeah, like you stopped him twice and he's able to go, okay, you use two hand traps. Now I'm just going to summon Dragoons against your four. Because now you have four cards. Like you're starting your turn off with four cards and you have to out Dragoons with four cards, which is actually easier said than done. Um, and my friend just lost. Like he just lost the game. Like he double hand trapped and lost. I don't know if he did the right thing. I don't know if he, maybe he shouldn't have used his hand traps on whatever. Like maybe he should have waited. Who knows? But the point is that that, that interaction, which I imagine happens pretty often, is people just like negate that, negate that, or droll and lockbird you, or do something, and you're just like, okay, fuck it, dragoons, and that will just win. Like I can just see that being enough to be like that's game. That that's the issue, right? So dragoons is a problem, but Yu-Gi-Oh is a weird is a weird game where like you don't have to address the a uh, problem all the time. You have to address the bigger problem before anything, right? Because yeah. the bigger problem is what what is set you know setting the precedent, but dragoons. Honesty is not necessarily the issue. It's the fact that Virta Anaconda exists. I agree. My eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that's, that's obvious to people like us for sure. Like we get it. Yeah. Like we get that. It's not necessarily Dragoons itself. It's really the fact that Dragoons is a searchable, summonable win monster condition <laughs> at any point. Yes. It is a win condition at any point in the game. Like you could just randomly spit out a fucking Dragoons. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't be a thing. Like yeah. Red House Fusion is good and all. It's Shadal Fusion and with restrictions. But like it should not be like the the Verde Anaconda. I think that, that card has to get banned because it's going to keep getting better anyway. Like that so card is going to scale over time. Yeah, it, it only gets better with time because more fusion cards just yes, get they will just keep coming out and it will keep yeah. getting better. But uh, what was I going to say? Like um, the the, the I, I didn't play Yu Gi Oh uh, much during like during when COVID first started. Yeah, obviously when things started opening up, that's when I started looking back into it. Yeah, and uh, the I remember the first time of me playing like a local or anything like that. I, I, I Nibiru my opponent and I'm like, it's done. It's over. I got him. Then he makes <laughs> a link spider and then he turns it in a Verte Anaconda and then just pops my guy, does 3000 to me. And then I, he just discarded a card for me. I dealt 3000 and he still ends with that. That, that yeah. That's when I was like, this is, this is not it. You know what I mean? That's not, yeah, that, like that's, that's, not that's wild. Uh, N- Nibiru. Kenny, do you know what Nibiru is? Nah. So Nibiru is a new hand trap. It's it came out in the last two years. Um, mm-hmm. It's a it's a light monster, and it it says if your opponent summons five times or more during their turn, you can summon it from your hand during and, the main phase. During the main phase, you can summon it from your hand, and it wipes the entire field if they've summoned five monsters at least during their turn. So it uh, basically, yeah, 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 you told me about this card before. Yes, I didn't remember the name, but you did tell me about this card yep. before. It's a, it's a pretty insane card. So. Uh, people play that now. Some people main deck it. Some people side it. Uh, it's still played. But the fact that Dragoons also kind of ruins Nibiru. Like, if you Nibiru me and he comes out to the field or whatever, and then I go summon Dragoons and pop it, you take 3k. It's kind of like, who won in this exchange? Yeah, no, and, <laughs> and Nibiru gives your opponent a token, Ken. So, like, uh, it's halfway to, you know, you're giving your opponent half of a Dragoons. That's yes. the crazy uh, part. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Man, 
Huh. So yeah, all he had to do was Link Spider, and that became that and the token became Verde Anaconda. Dragoons yeah. pop like, yeah, and that's still <laughs> that's still a fine board to end on now. Like that's still just like, no because if you double hand trap your opponent, they discarded two cards, and you're ending on Dragoon, so you have four cards. Yeah. to kill the Dragoon. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's Which like near impossible, and more than likely, one of the cards you have is just going to be negated. Like yes. So you you might even if you do out it. There's a chance that you have to go even deeper in the tank, and it's like, damn, now I'm I out of it, but at what cost? <laughs> like, what am I ending on? Uh, I do want your opinion on – I'm going to go over some competitive decks. So, like, I don't currently play, but I've been watching a ton of Yu-Gi-Oh! at Locals on mm-hmm. Thursdays usually yeah. and just talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! with people. And, you know, people have been trying to get me to play a lot. That's just <laughs> been a thing that I keep on turning down every week because I'm like, at this point, I'm now a content creator. Like, I don't – I don't even think I have the time to be competitive, and if you know me – I don't like to do anything half-assed. So if yeah, I yeah, played yeah. again, I would want to be very competitive again. And I don't want to, you know, but I also don't see myself remote dueling anytime soon. Um, no. So what do you think about, let's start with Drytron. Like, what do you think about the Drytron deck? Because I'm really interested in the perspective of somebody who plays current Yu-Gi-Oh! and who's also a really good player. Like right. Well, I have, I have a lot of hot takes, so I don't know how controversial. No, 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 but that's good, though, because I have some hot takes, too. But my hot takes are different because I don't actually play. I just observe. And I, I'm i I'm still applying maybe some outdated Yu-Gi-Oh! knowledge mm-hmm. to the current game, which, as we just talked about, like, you came back and thought that Nibiru was, like, going to be the end-all be on the guys just, like, Dragoons pop it, and it's like, holy shit. <laughs> so pe- like, you know what I mean? Like, some of the yeah. knowledge that you, some things that used to be true are not necessarily true anymore. So I don't I don't know if what I'm thinking is correct, but I do want to know because I feel like me and you are very similar in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what's your what's your thoughts on Drytron? And have so, no fear. Say whatever the fuck you I don't want. know. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's never gonna stop me. Like I, I, I say my hot takes regardless. Yeah. But uh, I just always gotta preface it because people really be thinking. Oh like, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, they'll be but, in the comments trying to roast you and shit. It's like, <laughs> come on. So so uh, Drytron's like really polarizing. So I can never. I can never say that Drytron is the best deck. It, it, it's impossible, right? Yeah. But it can be the best deck for a tournament. Yes. It's how it's how often you can catch people with their pants down. You know what I mean? Right. Like if they're just not ready for Drytron, the guy then, goes nine zero in Swiss. Then the deck like, is really good. Yeah, the deck just goes nine zero in Swiss. Yeah. But what does um, ready for Drytron mean to you? Like, what is that? People what are just that? like make decking drolls in the main deck. I just saw or, that recently. Or um. And try to be. They're playing. They're playing decks that don't lose to Herald necessarily. Right. So like something with like a super poly in it, or something with like main deck droplets, or like you know like the people people were main decking Dark Ruler no more. Yeah, Dark Ruler cuts the whole it. field off. Like there's, if you yeah, summon yeah. Dragoon, Herald, Beatrice, whatever, and they're just like Dark Ruler no more, clear your field. Yeah, you you, you have to. You still have to play around two interrupts when you yeah. Dark Ruler them. But then like if your deck can't play around two interrupts, your your deck's not a deck. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's it's one of those weird things where um, it's really powerful, but when it's unopposed, it is an extremely powerful deck. Like when yes, when you do obnoxious. your combo, when you Alpha Zeta or whatever, right? And you do your mm-hmm. whole combo, and you end on your crazy ass board. You got all these negates. You got Eva sent to the graveyard once or twice. You got all these cards in your hand. Double Herald of Orange Light. When it does what it's supposed to do, unopposed, it is one of the most powerful decks. The problem mm-hmm. is. Yu-Gi-Oh! doesn't play out that way. So yeah. I kind of have a problem with the Drytron deck because it seems very fragile to me a lot of the time. Um, it also, it's weird. It has three of all of its cards, but it still seems kind of inconsistent sometimes. 
Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> it's because it's because Yu-Gi-Oh, like Konami, Konami's getting it right once per turn is is how you make decks reasonable. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. So uh, the the deck ends up bottlenecking a lot into the same things because it does play three of every card, but they all do the same thing. You know? Yeah. What I mean? Yep. So yeah, I mean, Drytron, the deck is definitely good. Don't get us wrong. Like it's not like we're saying the deck isn't good, but it. it I just I don't know as far as consistency and a ten or eleven round tournament. If that's the deck I want to be playing when people are main decking so many hand traps, I always think about 2015 Nationals, the same one you were talking about, one of the first ones you went to, the Necroz Nationals. So McCabe and I, we both played Gen Lock Necroz for that event. And it was the wrong choice because of what people were main decking for that Nationals in Tennessee. I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. That was one of the worst tournaments I've ever played in my entire life because every fucking round... My opponent would do something like game one, win a die roll, summon Thunder King, set three <laughs> back row. I'm dead serious. Yeah, I'll, play, yeah, yeah. I'll play the guy who wins, summon Thunder King, set three back row, go, draw face, activate mistake, activate anti spell fragrance, activate Imperial Iron Wall. And I was like, holy shit. I was that guy. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I was like, holy shit. Like, what, what is going I was like, why'd you flip mistake and you have Thunder King? And he was just like, I don't know. I was like, well, what? Like, what if I just fucking fairy? Like, because at the time, like, fairy one was being played and stuff like that. I was like, what? Like, I was like, what are you doing? And uh, it was just not a good experience because everyone was flooding the fuck out of Necroz because it was the deck to beat. Necroz so, was flooding the fuck out of Necroz too. It was. It was you, like, when you said Thunder King, yeah, you, you'd go Sumner Monk, discard the special Thunder King. Yes. Mathematician to make Naturia Bees. Yes. And Jinlock. Like, like it, there were so many, like, we were all playing a degenerate game. And then lo and behold, the deck that wins the event is Noah Green with BA, I believe, right? Yeah. And BA can't really be floodgated. Like, it's really, really hard to stop mm-hmm. BA from playing the game. You can, Baylor doesn't do much, Max C doesn't do much. Fucking mistake does nothing. Like Imperial Eye Wall does nothing. Anti Spell Fragrance does nothing. So all the cards that I was losing to in Swiss, they don't do anything. And that that made BA a really good choice for that Nationals. Like like Fire Lake is an insane card, right? Like that mm. card is crazy. Um, but yeah, a deck can be really good, like Drytron, but it can also be wrong for the way the game, like the current format, is set up. Yeah. Like if you just watch Drytron combo videos, you're like, this is the best deck. But, you know, it doesn't yeah. play out that way. <laughs> it does not. Well, yeah. That, that, that's like the weird... That, uh, I don't want to sound like a, an old head, because I hate sounding like an old head in Yu-Gi-Oh. It's one of my least favorite things. I hate, be, uh, I, dude, I hate boomers in Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, boomers in Yu-Gi-Oh are the worst. That's, um, that's me. I'm a Yu-Gi-Oh boomer. No, no, no. Ignorant Yu-Gi-Oh boomer. Yeah, yeah, because there's a difference. Like, we're, we're old, so yeah, we're yeah. boomers by default, because we're like, you know, we're past the 25 year old mark mm-hmm. but at the same time i'm not one of those people who opposes information like boomers yeah. one of the things that they're notorious about is that they just they fucking hate if you try to tell them something they're like no but it's, it's funny because <laughs> me most of my context comes from old cards when you guys talk about playing the right deck in the wrong format or the wrong event i'm thinking about how fraser said we you know we'll mess with goats every now and then and my favorite deck historically has always been monarchs mm-hmm. and i played monarchs back when go format was the actual format and back then, I, I could get away with it. You play Monarchs now in current GOAT format, every deck plays Tsukiyomi. So you, she just gets summoned, Book of Moons your Monarch, and attacks over the fucking thousand defense they have. And it's yep. like, she single-handedly, she single-handedly kept that Monarch deck from being really, really good. Yeah, like, you just... Because Monarchs, other than Suki, I think are really good in that format. But you just have Suki, she goes summon, attack over the defense, and then you're like, all right, I just... <laughs> 
wasting yeah. my time. <laughs> I still think Soul Exchange Dastalos is one of the strongest plays in Go format. <laughs> like when somebody's like set Dekoichi, set Spy, or set Merchant, set Magician of Faith, and you're just like Soul Exchange Dastalos, they lose two cards, and if they do anything else, they lose three cards. Mm-hmm. So like immediately the tempo of the game just changes. I, I was teaching this to one of our friends. Uh, he was on a podcast recently, Stengo. He started playing uh, Go format, and he's never played Yu-Gi-Oh before. But he started with Go format. And I was trying to teach him like card advantage. And so when I go Soul Exchange or Magician of Faith, summon Thestalos, discard a card from your hand, and you go Chain Torrential, you lost three cards, and I lost two. And that, like back then in a simplified world, like that is really crazy. Like that is that is like oh my god! Like yeah, I got three cards out of you for my two. Like now we're in a simplified game state. And yeah, I love I love Monarchs. Not to get off on a tangent, but <laughs> I love Monarchs too. But yeah, I tried playing them and I. I was like, this is the deck I used to like. I always played back then, and it worked pretty consistently back then. But back then, every single deck didn't run Suki. So yeah. Uh, so all right, we're done with Dry Tron. What about Tri Brigade? How do you feel about the Fire Fist deck of the format? So uh, I, I say it all the time on on Facebook. It's unironically just the best deck. Like it is. Yep. It does the most with the least. It doesn't get hated out as often. Right. And like, and, and the biggest thing is like now rivalry and goes in are like things in the format. Before, like that just makes Tri Brigade better. Like as as weird as that sounds. So wait, they're unaffected by those cards because I don't no, know. no, they are super affected by it. Oh, but now because we you know that exists, yeah, you don't lose to it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like um, I, I, at locals uh, a couple days ago, I was playing against Prank Kid, and I was playing a deck that would just flip rivalry. But before, for maybe the first two weeks, before because you know um, information spreads pretty slow. Well, now it spreads obscenely fast, but yeah. it still spreads slow in Yu-Gi-Oh. Where like not many people knew about rivalry, but I had rivalry in my side deck, and I was uh, I was playing. And uh, two weeks ago, rivalry was just obscene. No one knew about it. It was like they weren't ready. But now they they know to play around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they know okay, I should summon double dragon lords before I do anything, just in case he has rivalry. Right. Or it's like I'm just going to. What is double dragon? What does double dragon lords do? Uh, it is the 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 Brionic, the quick play Brionic. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 it's a, it's a wind, so you can play under Gozen, and then it's a wing. It's a it's a beast warrior, so you can play under rivalry. Okay. So then, I, and on, under rivalry, you have two answers. You have double dragon lords, and then you have omen when you summon a wing beast. Yeah. So that's those are two really good plays. Yeah. My man said quick play Brionic and Brionic and Frazier's like, oh yeah, that's fine. Because yeah, I'm, I'm over here like, what did you, you summon two Brionics? <laughs> so the crazy two thing is like, Brionics? that's not even that crazy anymore. Like, <laughs> like when Ed said it, I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Like that's fine. Like that's just fair now. I'm like, yeah. two Brios? Hell yeah. no. Like Pleiades back in the day, Constellar Pleiades, and that was like a crazy car. Like, oh my God, it's a trap monster. Like, first of all, trap monsters weren't that big in 2013 when Pleiades was around. And the idea of like, bouncing a thing to the deck like to the extra deck was like oh my god or like oh no just just activating multiple tankies or like activating a fiendish getting back fiendish chain was crazy yeah like you can bounce anything um i remember one at one point because mccabe sean mccabe actually won an event with constellar he won a dragon event i copy i copy that guy when he played that deck really i played i played Constellar a lot so yeah was it good was that because i I'm the only one. I'm one of the people who knew. Like I always know when McCabe makes one of those wacky decks, kind of how to deal with it. But yeah. if you don't know how to deal with it, it's just one of those things where you just lose. Like you just actually lose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, like uh, when he won, I played at a regional at the weekend, and I, I went X one playing, you know, yeah. Constellar. So it's it's not awful. It, well, it's not 
I don't know if it was good. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, it wasn't. When I, when I, yeah, when I played versus Dragon, I remember it was like a struggle, but I would win. Like, yes. You know what I mean? And when you played against fucking Evil Swarm, it was just oh, a they buy. lost. <laughs> yeah, it was just a buy. Like he played Evil Swarm in the finals, I think, too. Yeah, he did. He did. And he said it was his like, it, it's funny. He lost game one, but the whole weekend, all he talked about was how every time he plays against Evil Swarm, it is the easiest match. So he lost game one. I was biting my nails because I was like, oh my God, if this would be so embarrassing because this is a deck that he. Considers he wanted to play, yeah. Yes, and you're playing in the finals, and you almost lose. And I forget if Jim was doing best three out of five yet, but I assume he was. So yeah, I'm not so, on that one. So best three out of five is is obviously better. If you feel like your deck beat something really, really, you well, want to play best of five. You want to play best of five, yeah. I feel like but best yeah. of five in Yu-Gi-Oh has to take. Well, I feel it has to take forever. It takes a pretty long time. I, yeah. I was in the finals of an ARG. Uh, and it was a Necros mirror match, and I believe it was three hour, three hours long because it went to game five too. So it actually went to game five. Yeah, uh, and it it just was it was at least three hours, very long. Mm. Um, but yeah, Tri Brigade, you think is unironically just, just the best deck? Like, and I never, I rarely say the Fire Fist deck is the good deck. You yeah, know what I mean, but it like, does it's, it's really just not a Fire Fist deck. You know what I yeah. mean? Like. It does way more than it's supposed to. Right. Like, it's tanky does not just get bear pop. It's tanky does a lot more than just that. It, yeah. You want to handle every card, it makes a Zeus. You want to handle one card, it makes an Omen. You know what I mean? So what? And, what is the? What do you, would you say is the problem with Tribergate? Like, if you had to say it had a an issue, what what is the issue with that deck? Um, the issue is like you know what the end board is going to be, right? Right. So, like, it, it's one of those type decks where I have a lot of, like, not buzzwords, but I have, like, my own way of talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! But, like, um, all the... Tri-Brigade is so weird because there are, like, good players that I know are good, but then they're not... They're going to say Tri-Brigade is awful because they're stuck in this, like, new age mentality of bigger decks means better decks. You yes. know what I mean? I hate that, by the way. Mm-hmm. I hate that so much. I hate that people think that because this deck combos, well, what they usually say is this deck has a higher ceiling. Ceiling, yes. And that is, talk, <laughs> I actually just yelled at someone. We got into an argument at my local like two weeks ago because he was like, the ceiling on my deck. He was talking about Drytron, by the way. He's like, my deck ceiling is so high. And I was like, you just fucking lost the prank kids who just summoned Toad. Like, he summoned Toad <laughs> and had Droll and Pass. And like, that was, I was like, I'm not trying to. Yeah, like that was that was literally your fucking ceiling doesn't matter. I was like, what does your ceiling matter if every single floodgate or anything that they activate stops you completely? Like your ceiling doesn't matter. Also, like my thing about the ceiling right now is like every deck does the same thing where it's like it just ends on multiple negates or it just access codes you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it just randomly kills you. Yeah. So like you don't need a big ceiling to do that's, what everyone else is doing. That's what I was saying. All the decks, yeah. every single deck, because I have about ten listed, they all mm-hmm. can go first and do some nutty shit. Mm-hmm. Or they go second and they make Axis Code or they make Zeus or they and, make Dragoons. Yep. And they, they, there's nothing like it, 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 it's weird to say, but there's nothing special about a lot of the decks. You know what I mean? Yes. They all just do the same things. And yeah. at that point, you just pick the one that does the one a lot better than everybody else. And sadly, when, that's Tri Brigade. When people say my deck has a high ceiling or my character has a high ceiling in a fighting game, or whenever somebody uses the argument, I have a high ceiling or this has a high ceiling. It's almost always just an excuse to like explain why they're losing or why they they are better than you, but like you won, but I'm actually better than you because like, <laughs> what I'm doing takes more skill. Like I understand that you won, but I'm actually better. Right. That's what it always is because it's, it's the same thing in everything. It's like I don't care how hard or how cool you think you are. If you don't win, the, if you don't win, you don't win. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now there, 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 there's a book about fighting games that I read a while back. And like, there was a quote that always stuck with me where it's like, there's no trophy for most creative player. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like nobody's going to remember you. Like, Sure, you might like. For example, I know at one of the uh, tournaments, somebody was playing with a steering wheel. You know, like the the racing game. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah, he plays guilty gear. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody played with a steering wheel. So like, you know, he got a lot of buzz for that, but nobody knows his name. Yeah. Right. Because he didn't win anything. It was yeah. just like, oh, he look, just, he's playing with a fucking shock steering factor. wheel. He yeah. showed up with some shock factor. Like, look at what I'm doing. And it's like, and that was cool. it. Now nobody yeah. knows. You know. So yeah. Yeah. When somebody says like, oh, not, my deck has a really high skill ceiling. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Did you win? No. Then what does it matter? <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's Tri Brigade and Dry Triumph. What about Prank Kids? These are like the big three decks to me. Like, I, right so, so like at the beginning of the format, beginning of everything, like during COVID, I said, I said to multiple people, Prank Kid is unplayable. Prank Kid is suck. Prank Kid sucks. It doesn't do anything. It does the same thing every game. But like, like after about like, three or four months of playing it, I, I had to like bite my tongue and be like, yeah, I guess, I guess Pranker is pretty good. Cause like so, is one of the decks where if you look at it on paper, like, well, when I look at it on paper, I get really mad because like when I play, when I play prank kid, I seem to draw five kids, no hand traps, right? Like drawing a bunch of gadgets. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the kids don't do anything when you draw a bunch of them, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You want one kid four hand traps every yep. time. But then when I play against somebody else, they draw one kid for pre- uh, right. one four hand trap, and I just can't seem to beat them. You know what I mean? But then it, it was one of those things where you have to like you have to bite the bullet and be like, "All right, sure, it is the low ceiling deck, but like you know, it, it, it still puts up it, it puts up the numbers. It does. Like that, that's the only thing you need in a deck, and it's also extremely consistent from what I understand. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you, one, one like the only difference between the four starters. Is that one starter requires you to have a card in hand, but they all end on the same board. So no matter which end of on... the four you open with, yeah, they're all one card starters, but one just requires at least one card in hand. Card in hand, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it still ends on the same board. Same and you don't lose the card. You just need a card because to trigger it, it needs to discard one card. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I'll give my thoughts on prank kids. Um, and I guess I'll also talk about Triangle Gate too. Uh, but first prank kids. So when I first saw that deck. I looked at the guy, a uh, pack who won the remote dual YCS, and packs a future I, goat. Uh, that that's a hot take, but I really, really like. I really like. So so in in Yu Gi Oh, the to me the people that stand out are the ones that get good really quick yeah. because they're the ones that have a mindset to be good. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that dude was a. I love pack. I love you. Uh, he he was a. I don't want to be me. He was like a bum. He was like a nobody, <laughs> a nobody when he won the PPG. But then it, it's a perfect example of if you just have smart people around you yeah. and a good head, you're, you're going to get really good yeah. really quick. Yeah. And even, and it just proofs in the pudding. He played Yu-Gi-Oh every single day. He talked to a bunch of really good players every single day. And he just now he's popped like, off. Now, and he's went, yeah, that, now, now he's a champion. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. Um, so when I saw his deck list, I was like, oh, this deck doesn't really play any traps outside of hand traps. It's just like spells monsters. And I don't think he also didn't play the Dragoon package. I was like, damn, this is this seems really kind of offbeat from what I'm seeing everyone else do. This is this is like six or seven weeks ago when I first started yeah, coming yeah. back to Yu-Gi-Oh. And I was like, damn, this is kind of different from what I see most people doing, but I heard that this deck is trash. And so I asked everyone, how did he win? And no one could give me a straight up answer. There was just a bunch of hate. Like there was just a bunch of like that deck is terrible. Um, 
he got lucky. Uh, somebody got DQ'd or something crazy happened at the remote. It's just a bunch of excuses for why he won, but not like actually addressing the deck at all. It was just like dismissal of the deck, which I like that doesn't help anybody when you're yeah. just like this deck is trash and you just don't explain it. That, like that, that's just that doesn't help anything. Um, so I looked into it and I found out okay, it's really consistent. Uh, it sets up one totally awesome, and it, like you said, it has a ton of hand traps that it plays. It one card starters where all the other decks they kind of need more than one, except obviously if you open like Fractal, I think Fractal does your yeah. entire combo for try, but like yeah. there's not as many Fractals as there is Prank Kids. So by default, he has more chances to combo off than I would say Tri Brigade does, turn yeah. one. Um, and one of the strongest things, and people don't really talk about this, but I do because I think about every facet of the game. Uh, Prank Kids are really fucking good when time is called. Like, if we're being honest. One of the scariest things about Yu-Gi-Oh! right now is time. Like, it is it is terrifying because you can't do damage in main phase one with most decks. Like, mm-hmm. most decks cannot do damage when they call time and it's still main phase. You didn't enter battle phase yet. So, Kenny, I don't know if you're aware, but the time rules in Yu-Gi-Oh! right now are when time is called, whatever phase you're in, that is the last phase of the game, period. Yep. And prank so, kids like, do, like, burn damage and they regain health. and That's exactly what they do. So they literally can burn you and gain life in main phase, which is wild to me because it's an auto win if time is called. Like it is just straight up. I want to ask real quick because you guys are both saying something in the main community. Why do people think it's bad? Like why do why do so many people think the deck's bad? Like what when like everybody says like this deck's trash, this deck's trash, but it's winning event and it's you're saying it's consistent. It is pretty consistent. People say it's bad. What are they saying is bad about it? So maybe. Maybe Ed can expand on that because I Ed, Ed even said himself a, a few minutes ago, like he thought himself before he started playing it that it was just bad. Like looking at it on paper, it made him mad. So what what do you think it is, Ed? So so like I, I like whenever I talk about like Yu-Gi-Oh, I always talk about like Yu-Gi-Oh boomers and how I hate, you know, their logic and stuff like that. Yeah. But another I, I maybe I just hate everything, but like <laughs> let's go. I don't I, I do not like this new age theory that big decks are the best deck. The best deck. Yeah. Because there's a time and place for everything. Yeah. And yeah. and and it just so happened for maybe three or four years straight or two years straight, the best deck was the combo deck. You yes. know what I mean? That was but the then, reign of Hoban. Yeah, but then at that, but you, it, it 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 takes a certain player to understand that, yo, okay, maybe this deck, you know, has a low ceiling, but it just puts up numbers. You know so, what I mean? So basically, low ceiling automatically makes Yu-Gi-Oh players, most Yu-Gi-Oh players, uh, think that it's not good because the ceiling is so low. Yeah, like you, a, you, you could you could give a kid a prank kid deck, like literally a twelve year old kid could walk in the local, be like, what deck should I play, Dad? Dad buys them the prank kid deck, and they will probably start doing well off the bat, like immediately. No, no, I, I like one of the reasons I hate prank kid. Also, is it is it is really, really like, friendly. Like yeah. it is super <laughs> friendly to newer players. Yeah. It's crazy. I lost to like uh, last week. I lost in the finals of, of a tournament. Uh, I lost to a guy who he he you know he's never he's never won anything. He's never won anything like even a locals right. or anything right. like that. And he, I had to explain to him how his cards worked. Like he, he didn't know the basic interactions, <laughs> yeah. but he was just in the, he, you know, he was a 40 person tournament Yeah, and he was in the finals. Oh, damn. So, what, he went, you know, so Ed he went, beat Ed, himself and was like, your card does. And yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah literally. <laughs> literally. I had to explain what one of his cards did. And then he goes, oh, so I won't do that then. And then yeah. he continues doing stuff. And, and yeah, it's just one of those decks where it's like the, 
the it, it's a deck where again where it one thing does way too much. Yes. Yeah. And 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 normal summon the, one prank kid is like holy shit. It's, it's a plus five. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a plus five and two interrupts. <laughs> so, like, so what's the standard ending board for prank kids? Like what is the uh the standard uh, ending board? Okay, so it, it it's really depending on right. Also, also the reason why pack one I I think is because he did not play the prank kid deck like everybody else meaning so so when everyone was playing the prank kid deck it's like what i said where it's multiple hand traps and a guy right so it's stuck on this like some resolving a prank kid and then you make them play to your own pace if you don't get to go first and do a prank kid right right but he chose to play like polys uh triple tactics talents yep and uh parallel exceed and these cards all lose to nabiru and that's the reason why people didn't play him. And, you know, it, it didn't fit with the whole strategy of like, oh, yeah, you know, one card engine, um, you know, my deck's really consistent. So they're just not going to try to lose to Nibiru. They, they want to, like, limit the amount of cards. They want to limit the amount of cards that are good against them. Right? Yes. But then with that, it creates a problem where it's just it's too linear. It doesn't yeah. do anything. Yeah. So he added, like, nine extenders. So, like, people, people have this, like, notion of oh you ash a prank kid turns over but if you watch it as feature matches or if you just watched him play he just had an extender every time they had a hand trap so yeah. it was it it, it it it's one of those things where where it's like the deck as we know it right now isn't good or as i knew it it wasn't yeah. good but you know you that's why people win is they make adaptations to a deck right yeah, yep. so he he just beat every because Nibiru was not in people's decks. It was that's not in people's was, actual decks. That's what I was going to ask when you when you were people playing Nibiru because what ends up happening is people alter their decks so they don't lose to a thing, but then people don't play that thing. Yeah. So then if you it's sneak, a cycle. If you yeah. sneak in the thing that that thing beats, all of a sudden you're running free. You're like, oh, I'm chilling. Nobody's yeah, playing this card, and he just didn't get nibbed, and that's that's what you need to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I also heard he was summoning a Mistweller, I think, mm-hmm. which that card is apparently really good. Like if yes, you can it, turn it, one, there's never been a format where this dweller is just not like good egregious. You know yes. what I mean? Like it's yeah, yeah, just yeah. not unfair. Yeah. The entire time I played from 2012 when it came out until like 2021 now, it's still seeing play. Yeah, like decks live and die if they can summon dweller on this <laughs> Like uh, fire, fire was really yeah. a dweller deck. Yeah, and summoned I mean? the water monster. It was like trying to summon this water monster. Like you're actually playing water too. Did you know that? Like your fucking Firefist deck is actually the water deck in disguise. Yeah. That's steam. Um so so yeah, he adapted the deck, he made it better, he made it where because I you know what a lot of times when I ask people what's wrong with prank is, they say you stop the normal summon and you win. Everyone fucking said that to me. Everyone. Mm-hmm. They were like, Oh, you just stopped the normal summon and you win. And then I watched them play against it and they lose. And I'm like, What huh. if they just don't what if they just keep going? And yeah, that's what well, happened. <laughs> the one guy, so my friend did get mad because uh the kid he played against, and I do mean kid, he had instant fusion. And yeah, that 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 is the card that plays around every card. Yeah, he was he was like, Well, he drew instant fusion. I was like, Yeah, I guess that's like you know, kind of annoying. He drew his uh broken ass one of. But I was like, I think polymerization would probably just do the same thing in that situation because of the way the guy's hand was set up. And like what he had, I'm like he could have. There were a co- there were several cards that would have also you would have lost to, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So prank kids is the consistent deck with the lower ceiling, but still very good because it does something. It does the same it, thing. It, oh, I was gonna say it's a low ceiling because 
they made it low ceiling. Yeah. If that makes sense. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but once you add like parallel C to it and all these like fusion and spells, polarization and yeah. like, more than that, then it's not a normal summon deck. Yeah, then it's like okay, this deck actually special summons like eighteen times now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, one of the craziest things about the deck is that it randomly, just randomly, does burn damage and gains life. Mm-hmm. And I cannot overstate this enough. I watched Sky Striker format, and a lot of games came down to Kinda. Mm-hmm. Like a lot yeah, of games, you know, you know, Prank Kid won during that format, right? Like See, won an event. Yeah, it won an event because 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 of that. In top four, it won in time. See, yeah, yeah that's yeah. insane. Like that, and like I know it's like a scummy thing, and people try to act like it doesn't exist, but like time is real in Yu-Gi-Oh, especially now. Like it's just a, it's a part of the game. It always has been, but now it's even more real because of it's an instant stop. Like it's it's yeah. fingers down, hands on the table, stop what you're doing. You only have your main phase now. Usually, you only have your mm-hmm. main phase. And any deck that can burn you or gain life in main phase, naturally to me, is scary. I am not the fastest player. Everyone knows that. Who knows me? I, I am not some kind of fucking... I'm trying to think of who's a, a top player who plays really quick. I'm not him. Whoever that is, I'm not him. I like to take my time. I like to think. I'm not slow playing, but I just like to think about my moves. And going in a time would be so scary to me right now because of decks like this. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to play against something. Also, like, Drytron randomly playing Natasha. Like, they fucking gain life as well. Like, that's another thing. If they also, wanna... also, you gotta you gotta take into account Dragoons is one of the most awful time cards ever. Yes. Because it, it does burn damage randomly. And sometimes, summoning Dragoons is bad because you take 2,000 when you summon it, right? Yeah. So, so uh, Anaconda, what, you take 2K when you summon it. So, like, it, t- time, time is a big part of Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm-hmm. And Prank Kids does it really well. Uh, I guess Drytron with their Natasha can do like time tricks. And is there anything else that like, Oh, obviously people who are still deciding for some strange reason to play sky striker. Also they can do gain life and stuff like that. Uh, what are, speaking of sky striker, what are your thoughts on that deck? This format with one engage and the only deck that if it goes first, it doesn't just auto win. It does not have an auto. You, already, you, you literally said exactly what I was about to say. It you you could never make me go into a tournament and play a deck where if I go first, you mean I don't win? You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's no incentive to go first with Sky Striker. There's no incentive for yeah. Sky Striker. That's no the crazy. You might as well draw six. Like you yeah. might as well just draw your six and go second because going first with that deck is the most unintimidating. Like if I'm sitting down at a tournament right now and I lose the die roll, normally I'll be kind of nervous. Like, all right. Let's just hope the guy that I draw a hand trap. Let's hope that he doesn't draw the stones, or I can't even call it the stones anymore because it's just kind of regular when that's just what it does. Yeah, yeah, like this, he opened his combo. Like it's not that crazy when somebody just goes like tanky. Like it's like, all right, he he fucking opened tanky. Like what am I supposed to do? Um, but Sky Striker, I would be like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like the second you go reinforcement of the army for fucking Ray, I'm like, oh, thank you. Like this is great. Like I don't care what you do. But now, how would you feel if you sat down at the table and you sit down and you go to roll the die and you say high roll or low roll and they say you can go first before you even roll the um, die? So, well, I think ahead. I'd win. I think I'd win because <laughs> it like no person does that. Like no person go. No yes. person. Well, no, like, like there are people that I I I I love going second. Like like I I play I played I've done well with a lot of decks. That are meant to go second during a go first format. That's how I met Fraser. I played a, yeah. a go second deck in a go first format. Yep. And um, is that the uh, Pepe format? Yeah, I, I play I play Pepe with three Chalice and yep. uh, what is it called? In Kaiju's and Slumber in the main deck. Yeah. And um, what was I saying? 
That, so the guy uh, tells you to go first. Like, oh, yeah. if a guy tells me to go first, like that, I I already think that guy sucks because like he 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 would have just rolled the dice and not said anything. You know. Yeah. Now like, I know I'm just making you, dweller. Or, yeah, yeah. Least. Yeah, I'm making dweller. I'm making something that stops lightning storm or dark yeah. ruler no more. You yeah. know what I mean? He he gave information for no reason. Yeah. yeah like that, that's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah, but it's quite it, interesting. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I um, I'm just thinking he comes in with that air of confidence, you know. He's uh, like, yeah. he comes in, he sits down, swinging some big dick energy. He's like, you can go first. <laughs> no, I I hate playing go second decks like that because it's awkward. Because um, at YCS, uh, at one of the YCS Dallas's, uh, I I topped and I played like a go second, like a going second deck, right? But I won eight out of my nine dice rolls day one. Holy shit! And then I have to go. You go first. You go first. <laughs> Ed, I'm telling you right now, I hate that so much. Like, I've played Go Second Decks too. The worst thing that can happen is winning too many die rolls. It's so awkward. Like, it's so yeah. awkward because, like, you, you're telling them, like, I want you to go first. I remember they just win a die roll, choose to go first like a normal person, and they think that they're doing something. And I'm like, you just played into my fucking deck. Yes, yeah. exactly. You activated my trap card. Yeah. Uh, but Sky that's, when you gotta, that's when you got to tell them you lost a bet to your friend. And you told your friend that even if you won the die roll, you have to go second. <laughs> you just gotta start lying. You just gotta lie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah my- Sky, Sky doesn't. Sky doesn't make any sense to me because if you want to play a trap deck, there's like 50 other good trap decks. You yeah. Know what I mean, well, speaking of uh, trap deck, that 36 trap deck that uh, I think Pack was playing recently, the it's like a bunch of traps. Eldritch, like Eldritch? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean real uh, trap cards? They all cards. They so, are cool so- traps. I don't. I don't know how many of the trap decks you have like written down for you know the list of cards, but like they all are fundamentally like the the same deck. You know what I yeah. mean? Where it's yeah. just like three strikes, some amount of floodgates, and then hopefully you win rolls. But if you don't, hopefully you draw strike. You know? Yeah. Uh, I I think I think those decks are really really good. I, yeah. I like uh, those decks are good because one, it's a different crowd now. Like Yu Gi Oh has different players, and they they a lot just don't know how to play Yu Gi Oh. Yes. Like, so when I, you do that, I, I'm, I'm really not trying to be rude about that one. No, but, but I know what you mean, though. Really, the game yeah. of Yu-Gi-Oh has changed. It's it has become changed. a lot more and combo oriented. So if you yes. take away the ability to do those combos and they have to start playing a different form of Yu-Gi-Oh, they're going to be a little lost. So Kenny, mm-hmm. you hit the nail on the head with that one because one of the funniest fucking things you can watch right now is the current class of players playing against Mystic Mind. When I tell you that these motherfuckers cannot deal with that card at all, <laughs> like it is the funniest shit. How that card by itself decks people out. Uh, they they start trying to activate Ash Blossom, and they're like, "You can't. You have too many monsters in the field. You cannot play." Like my one friend, literally last week, he Mystic Mind, a guy who was playing Tri Brigade, in the tri- and he started to play. He was like doing his Drytron combo, or whatever, and the guy was like, "I'm going to Ash that," and he was like, "You can't. You literally have like multiple monsters. Like you have Appaloosa." Oh man, like you have multiple monsters, like you cannot. And it's just funny, like no one seems to know what it does, and they have to keep reading it, and they just don't know what to do. And they don't have to, like it. It, it kind of just like breaks people. Like it breaks people. They crumble at the seams. So, um, speaking speaking of that, so uh, uh, one of one of my best friends, Ryan Murkami, you know, he's UDS champion, a bunch of top stuff like that. Yep. He like uh, I know him for one reason. He's really good at playing helmet decks, like decks that are that that. You know, if a normal person played it, you're like, that guy's stupid. Or, like, man, that guy doesn't know how to play. Like, when he won, he won with Cosmo. You know what I mean? Or, like, um, he's top 10 on DB right now playing, like, the Grand Machu stun deck, right? And um, I 
I, I don't know how often you you follow like DB or trends like that. Obviously, I don't think so because you're not you know super into it right now, Fraser. But then um, like a deck that's super popular is like the Grand Maju Stun, where it's like three Inspector Border, three Grand Maju, and three Gizmek. And I've then, been hearing about I've been hearing like, about infinite this traps. Yes. yes, and Ryan only plays that deck online, and when he was like really close to being number one. It, it it was because people don't know how to play against traps. Like yeah. it it's it's it, it's ridiculous. Like <laughs> how 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 that goes down. Because like one of one of a thing that people don't understand. I'm gonna go on like an old person tangent. Go ahead. A thing, a thing that a lot of people just don't understand is like holding a card, right? So like if you're playing against like a, an anti deck, when you draw twin twister, you don't activate it immediately, right? Yeah. You wait till you have two twin twisters or three yeah. twin twisters or like card that forces a negate, then a twin twister. Yes, but then. Yo, I I watch I, I play a lot of high rated DB and I watch a lot of high rated DB. And man, if you flip a strike or you flip a trap card, it is it is a free win if they're so yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's funny you say that because That's I did so watch uh, a guy he drew Twin Twister to out Mystic Mind, and then like Imperial Order got flipped up and it made this whole situation really fucking awkward after that. And I was like, see, like he played it immediately. And then Imperial Order came out, and then it was like, well, now I still have all these trap. I have five back row still. So even though Mystic Mind is like cut off by Imperial Order, you didn't actually get the twin twist or anything. Mm-hmm. And now you're up against multiple sol- like solemn judgments because they sided in solemn judgment, which I see a lot of people doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, multiple solemns, multiple strikes, all this stuff. And it was just like a whole thing. And he basically lost because he played it immediately. Mm-hmm. He didn't he didn't like wait until his hand was correct and he just started playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And and he lost because, like you said, like you need to. Just because you drew the out, like sometimes it's not correct to just be like, oh, activate the out immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 it's not me harping on like newer players. It's literally they just haven't played in that. They yes. don't have they never played that, that scenario. That type of Yu-Gi-Oh! is just gone for the most part. Like it's very rare that games I even say games usually don't last longer than three times right now. Mm-hmm. I've watched a ton of Yu-Gi-Oh! in the last six weeks, and games do not go past turn three often. Mm-hmm. They still take 40 minutes. They do. They do. They but. still go into time. They still take 40 minutes because literally, if you watch a Drytron player play their first turn, it can take 10 minutes to complete yes. their... Like, mm-hmm. it can literally take 10 minutes, maybe like 7, 7 or 8, but that's still a long-ass yeah. time. Of them oh. just going in their deck. That's still a long-ass time to be, like, comboing off and then having to ask for response because I'm a very polite person when I'm dueling. I like to ask for responses, and if a person tells me, just do everything, I kind of still... My ass. I don't trust them. I don't either. I don't like. I don't like that response. So I still. I still will annoy the fuck out of you. Like I'll be like summon anything. No, and I'll keep like. But I won't just literally play out my whole combo. And then you're like, uh, I'm gonna nib now. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna. You're not gonna catch me like that. Like I'm gonna ask yeah. for a response after every single thing I do. Um. So most games, they are turn one set up board pass. Your opponent then tries to break board. If they don't break board, they lose. If they do break board, a lot of times it's over the other way. And then it's like turn three, you might draw. And if they didn't break your board, you kill them. Like it's just like simple access code, you die. Like there's no, mm-hmm. a lot of people just scoop, honestly. Like they they take their turn and they're like, I couldn't break your Beatrice Herald. Like I just lose. And they just pick their cards up. Some people are like, no, I'm going to pretend like I have something. They might set two back row, make you think it's a strike or something. And then they like pass and then you just kill them anyway. And it's like, that was a waste of everybody's time. Uh, but for the most part, games are like three turns max. Like one one real battle phase per game I'm seeing. Like they just <laughs> end, then they just end. Like you get I see one battle phase game. There's and not much room for bluffing in current Yu-Gi-Oh. 
Yeah, like you can try to act like you have the hand trap, but I'm going to keep playing anyway. Like I, yeah. well, like, yeah, because because for a lot of for a lot of players, even now, like the the way the way I like compartmentalize Yu Gi Oh is like a, a checklist. You know what I mean? Like or yeah. like easiest ways like during the cross format, right? Like you 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 make your first move, right? You you start off with with, with Brio, yep, and you check with Brio because if you start with Manju and they had shared ride, you lose. Yes. So if you Brio and they shared ride. You you don't die because you you're at least you might have uh, the the battle stop right, right? And, and, and that that that's uh that that's like a big part of like new Yu Gi Oh that old Yu Gi Oh players just hate yeah they hate this like checklist system but all that all that's been done is like make Yu Gi Oh a lot more uh, not friendly but uh, streamlined you yeah. know what I mean yeah and like and and that that's the thing about like old players and new players like old players like really want this like really interactive thing and the new players hate inner interactivity yeah. you know what i mean yep and then like the best players are just both you know what i mean yeah. they, they can just do both at any time yeah yeah i value both of those skills i value mm-hmm. being able to play the long game so when games go past turn three it gets so awkward you can tell who's like a newer player or, who's like, never been in that situation yes. ever in their life like i'm telling you one mystic mind will show you who someone really is <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see who someone really is fucking activate mystic mind and watch how they react to it um <laughs> I'm serious. I'm Ed. I'm sure you've seen it. I'm sure you've seen it. So yeah, that's a really interesting thing. And then what else? So how do you feel about the the Phantom Knight deck? Like Phantom Knight BA or like Phantom Knight? I am a, I'm a big, big, big fan of it. Yeah. But I don't know how good it is compared to how fun it is. Yes. Because it, it yeah, looks it, fun. Like yes, a lot it, of one car combos with like, you know, the whatever that new guy is, the new crazy Phantom Knight. Yeah, Torn yeah, yeah. Scales or something Torn like scales, that. Yes, yes. That card is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you open any two three-star monsters, I'm, I watched Bobby Kenny's uh, YouTube stuff. Like he posted mm-hmm. some, because he topped, I think the YCS or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I was watching his, because he played like a 57 card Phantom Knight deck. Yeah, that and that's I, a Dragoons deck, by the way. Like okay. that is that is literally the definition of a Dragoons. Yes, it summons Dragoons, but it also summons like Appaloosa, and it's some it gets like Fog Blade set, yeah. and all. I, I like that because it's it's a combo deck, so it does whatever you ever deck does. If it goes first, it kind of wins the game turn one. Like if you don't answer my turn one board, you do die turn two. Like every other deck does that, so that's not special. Uh I wonder if it has the same resilience that old BA used to have, where a lot of hand traps don't affect it as much because that was BA's strength is that like people can main deck all these hand traps. They don't really do shit against BA. Yeah. I'm not sure so, if that deck is the same. So so I like Phantom Monite a lot because I love like the, the, the Swiss Army decks. Yeah. Like, the decks where it's like it has like a, a, a extra deck card or a main deck answer for like every situation. And and that, that's what Phantom Knight is. Like it it's super versatile. Like it, it, it can do like a, a bunch of different things. So that's yeah. why I like it. With my, a little my, bit of cards too. With a little bit of cards. Yeah. My, my main issue with that deck is I think what is it called? Tri Brigade does everything that the deck does, but more, a lot safer. You know okay. what I mean? That's fair. Like, it doesn't play into nib as hard. But the thing about it is like Phantom Knight can just push. That, that That's the biggest thing. Yeah. So I, I, I've been messing around a lot with it. Also, like I think Ready Fusion is a problem like that card is not going to be at one two three years from now you know what i mean so wait uh, 
Ready Fusion is the new Instant Fusion, right? Yes, it is the new Instant Fusion. And it summons a normal monster from your extra deck, like a normal Fusion monster? Normal Fusion monster, yes, yes. So yes, why yes. is that broken? Because I actually read the card. I don't I don't know what it's supposed to do. I haven't watched any combo videos, and I haven't seen anyone at Locals playing it either. I just Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm a... I'm a big, I love, uh, what is it called? Like making combos and doing like dumb stuff like that. It's yeah. so, like ready fusion is like, like a card I like play all the time. But like, the thing is like, how often did instant fusion actually summon something that had a relevant effect? You Almost know what I never. mean? Except that Norden. Way. Outside Except of fucking Norden. Norden and Winda are the only two. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, the warrior one. But the warrior one, it was a benefit that it just book a moon. Yeah, but yeah, in yeah. all reality, it could have just been any any warrior yeah yeah and and it, it, it's just that it is it, it gives decks an extender okay that just shouldn't have an extender also like halka fibrox exists right and they literally printed a level two tuner you could summon off of uh ready fusion you know what okay I mean? so, so that's what makes that's it good is that it it can basically be an extender for every deck that needs one mm-hmm. and like you said it kind of shouldn't exist like it's just one of those like this is this spell card gives me another monster Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, warriors should not have emergency teleport for a warrior. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Insects right now should not have one for insects. Like, I don't think the insect deck is that good right now. But that that you know, like, two like a year from now, like they just come up with a combo, and now Ready Fusion's like seventy dollars because it can summon a a level six vanilla in, insect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that makes sense actually. So it can get into your type specific link monsters because. Oh, summon this insect link monster. Doesn't I don't care what the link monster is as long as it's an insect, I can make my play and then just kind yeah. of continue on. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, or just you know go into dragoons at any point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it, just that. At worst, it is a half of a dragoons. You know. Yes, so, like you said, like and, the and, Nibiru token is is also just enough. Yeah, you're doing you're doing a favor for him. No, yeah. no, but yeah, and Phantom Mind is one of those decks where. You know, like you just said it yourself, a level three, I'm that that's game, you know. Yeah, like you just all, having a level three is, is enough. Yeah, it's really it's really strong deck. It combos off like all the other decks. So the Bobby played fifty-seven cards and I was talking to my friend about that. I don't know if it's necessary to play that many. I do understand the merit because I'm a I'm a really old school player. So I understand why you would want your deck to be that big. You don't want to draw red eyes, you don't want to draw dark mm-hmm. magician, you don't want to draw actually a when I looked at his list, there's a lot of cards in that deck you do not want to draw. Also, do you, do you know Bobby Kenny personally? No. Okay, I was about to say if you've ever followed Bobby Kenny, and I I, I love Bobby Kenny. Like I've worked with him with a lot of decks. Uh, Bobby Kenny like plays over forty cards. Always like it's a religion. Like it's okay. a religion. That's like his and, thing. And, yeah, and it's not like it's not one of those like you know how you have people that like ignorantly go I play forty five cards all the time. Yeah. He 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 just plays whatever number seems right. I've yeah, seen him play. He doesn't play decks. sixty either. He plays fifty seven. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I don't know him, but I did watch his videos, and I kind of like him because he is very informative and gets straight to the point. Like, when you watch his combo video for the Phantom Knight deck, he has every single thing that he's going to search lined up perfectly on top of his deck. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's He's good for that. He's, and I he's just, good for that. I think that that is so simple, but I think that that is so fucking fantastic for a viewer to not have to watch you sift through your deck trying to find cards. Like mm-hmm. He's like, and here you get a Fog Blade, and he just flips the top card, and it's Fog Blade. He's like, then you want to search this Phantom Knight, and then he puts his top card into that Phantom Knight. I love that. It's mm-hmm. so simple, but I fucking love it. It also shows me that he knows his deck. He knows his deck really well. So, so I've seen some other uh, decks at my local too, like Attic Mister, and the guy was like, "Oh yeah, I have one card towers. Like I just summon fucking towers with one card. Any of these cards is towers." And I was like, "How is that okay?" Like, <laughs> there's so, so. And my thing with Yu-Gi-Oh right now is 
there are so many decks that do ridiculous shit turn one. And my question is always, how come more people are not doing this? Like, like what is the reason why more people are not playing something like Ed Ignister? Like, like it, it, there has to be something wrong with it, I assume. I just don't know what it is because I only watch like one duel. So I, I have this like crackpot theory that like everyone's stuck in COVID format, right? <laughs> where where everyone just it, just plays what they want, yeah. you know? That's what I'm so like, too. Yeah, so like, you know, if if I was like, hey, Fraser, come play, come play Yu-Gi-Oh with me. Yeah. And then I give you seven decks you've never heard and one deck you kind of are familiar with. Probably you just might gra- that one. You're going to gravitate towards that because yeah. that's just easy, right? Yeah. And the thing with the thing with COVID is we're all just looking for an escape. We're all just looking for something, you know? Yeah. So, you know. Get I'm, deep I'm on us, Ed. We're all just looking for escape. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, <laughs> just imagine, imagine, you know, you, you're, you know, you got I mean, COVID, you're sick, you're stuck inside. I'm not trying to learn combos, you know. I'm yeah. just trying to summon something I once topped with five years ago. Yeah, and that's, terms, what, that's what everyone does right now. In terms of new cards, I just want to play that Dragon Maid deck. I don't think it's new anymore, but I'm a weeb, and I was like, "Hey, these Dragon Maids look cool as shit." They do look that, cool. That deck is good. That, well, that deck is solid. So, well, I, I'm with a big thumbs yeah, up. Is, on is that, that deck expensive? The, the, if that's the, not ex- if that deck's not expensive, I'll I'll pick it up. The the one card that you need to play three of is eighty dollars each. So I don't know Damn. if that wait is till a... she gets reprinted, Kenny, and then we'll <laughs> <be> three. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll then we're in it. Yeah, because inevitably games. she'll inevitably get reprinted, and th- mm-hmm. this will not be a problem. Um, so the deck that Sean McCabe is currently playing is Shadal, and it's exactly what you just said. He came back to Yu Gi Oh like literally four weeks ago, and he did the here's 10 decks they're all good which one do you want to play and obviously mccabe hasn't played in fucking five or something years so he immediately picked the shadal deck Shadal deck. that's yeah. a deck that he literally remembers oh this is easy like he if only know, x sabers was on that list you said what i said if only x sabers was on that list right oh god <laughs> yeah so he plays shadal and I've literally, he doesn't know how to play Yu-Gi-Oh right now, really. Like, it, every week we make fun of each other about how much we don't know. Because every time he plays an opponent at my local, my local has a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And they all play different decks. So yeah. every single Thursday when McCabe plays, I just follow him around and watch his <laughs> matches. And, and we laugh at each other about how much we don't know. Like, every opponent does something fucking way different than the last one. So we saw the Eddie Nister deck. McCabe had to read every single card. Uh-huh. Obviously, he doesn't know what's going on. So the gosh is doing all of this shit with these slime-looking things. And he struggles through that. Then the next round, he plays against fucking heroes. And the guy's playing, like, Dark Honest. And oh, and Hero doesn't do the same thing it did, like, five years ago. Oh, no, not even a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Not even a little bit. So McCabe was confused on everything the guy did that round. And then the guy, then the next guy's playing Prank Kids. And McCabe doesn't know what any of those cards do. So it's just funny. But at the end of the day, he'll go, like, you know, Shadal Fusion or Super Poly or like invocation, basically clear their board, set up a window, and just pray. And that has beaten so many people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So many people literally can't deal with like turn one, game one. I'm playing super poly. You summon whatever the fuck you summon. Can I super poly it? Game's over. Can I not? Okay, I probably lose. And then after that, establish a window. Most people can't deal. And it's been like really simplified Yu-Gi-Oh, where he doesn't have to know too much. But it's just really funny to me how many decks there are playable. And how Shadal is still holding on with just Winda. I think I think Shadal is very playable, by the way. That yeah, is like a I very good deck. Yeah. I can tell because double Winda, like when you set up the double the schism with Winda, it's just too much. So uh yeah. Kenny, just in case, Winda, Shadal Winda, she says that both players can only special summon one monster per turn. 
she basically locks down current Yu-Gi-Oh like a lot. Like every deck can just lose to that. You know what's of- sick? I get to be the POV for anybody listening that doesn't know shit. Yeah. Whenever, like whenever, whenever you're like, all right, just in case, we'll explain it to Kenny, and that'll work for everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like Winda is wild. She came out in 2014. Uh, one of my favorite formats. And you know, she wasn't the banned one. That's the thing that I think is crazy. Yeah. Like, like they like, didn't ban the floodgate. <laughs> they banned the construct. Yeah, they banned the construct. Yeah, but now Shadal's also love. So maybe uh, it has to be nostalgia, but I love watching Shadal's be summoned. Like I love watching the fusions come out and everything. Like con- the, oh, new yeah, con- yeah. the new artwork on Construct, the alternate art. I don't know what's going on with Yu-Gi-Oh since I left, but there's a lot of alternate art cards that I just think that's so fucking cool to me. Mm-hmm. Like the other day, I saw an alternate art Drollin Lockbird, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I didn't even know that was Droll in your hand. Like the, guy had Droll <laughs> the whole time, I didn't even know it was Droll. Yeah. Um, and the you know what new they construct, need to do? I thought the new construct was a different card. Like I didn't even card. know if that was construct. You thought it was like a remade construct. I like thought it was something else. Of- I was like, "What is that?" Like, was I was like, "Is that a power crap construct?" It was like, "No, it's literally construct." You know what they should start doing, man? They should hire some of those artists and start making extended arts, like official extended arts. Yes. Why do we not have well, well, the th- the thing about Yu Gi Oh, man? Is there Yu Gi Oh can print money? Can they literally can. print at money at any point? But I, it, it, with like ten different ideas. Yes. But then they just don't. Yeah, because like extended Starlight arts Rare, would be crazy. Yes, I would love it. Extended mm-hmm. like Starlight Rare is literally them printing money right now. Like those cards are worth so much money. I love Starlight. Starlight Rare is the Did, best rare. They are worth. I want to Google that. I want to see what that looks like. I don't know what that looks. It is like. obnoxiously shiny. Yeah, like, that is my favorite. <laughs> Some of the cards are literally worth over a thousand dollars. Yes, like because they're that rare, and like the rarity to me. I don't care for. I prefer Ultimate Rare is like my favorite rarity in Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. Just because like I was around when Ultimate Rare came out, a boomer thing to say. Yeah, when it, when, when it met something. When yes. it was like a- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Starlight Rare really is OD. Oh, it yeah. looks like, you know what it looks like? Remember the old school, like the fake Chinese cards that were like stickers or something? Oh, yeah. Remember, I remember old, they were like, store. yeah. And they were just, they would usually be stickers. Like you could peel them off. I don't know. That's yeah, what they, they kind of look like. They were really thick, like Hobby League. But that is pretty nuts. Uh, but yeah, I love Ultimate Rare. And I remember Sacred Phoenix of Nephthys. Like when I first started getting into <laughs> Ultimate Rares as a kid, that card looks insane, Ultimate Rare. Like it, Sacred Phoenix looks so good, Ultimate. I think uh, my favorite rarity is Ghost Rares. Like Ghost Rare Stardust was so sick to me. Yeah. I like Super and Secret. Super Secret Ultimates, but those are like the, the OGs, you know, the, the, the high rarity ones. Yeah. But if I could have a deck, honestly, if I could have, and you know, you know, that's a thing that that used to be said on like DGZ and Pojo all the time. I wish they did. If you win a YCS, you can get any, de- you can get your deck in any rarity. Oh my if god! If they would do that, I would, I would cry. I would, I would, I would, have, well, I would play Yu Gi Oh again, just for that, right? <laughs> well, yeah, because that would be so fucking cool to like immortalize a deck. A like deck, that. yes. And then you can always have a part of that deck with you because at yeah. worst, you just yeah, dude, I have ultimate rare. I don't know, heavy storms now or like also, random things. Also, that prize would be over 100K. True. Like, true, true. Because of how bad prices have gotten, and because you would be the only person that has a lot of those cards, like, it would be actually insane how expensive some of the cards would be. Oh, you know what would be sick? Um, so I know you're saying, like, basically, they, they'd become one ofs, right? Like, your, your deck and whatever rarity you want, but it basically would be a one off, would only be for you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what if that would be cool, and that would be the more exclusive one? But what if they did something different where. Let's say I'm just going to use Pot of Greed as an example because that's the first card that came in my head. And let's say Pot of Greed was never printed as an ultimate rare. I don't know if it has or hasn't. 
Let's say it hasn't. So you get basically Frazier wins a YCS and when they, they, they print these cards and they're in this rarity and then on the thing where it's like the name of the pack, it says like, like FRZ, like for Frazier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that would, that would be, be crazy. crazy. Uh, you know, you know, you know, Pokemon does that, right? Really? No, that's yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so whenever, uh, again, I don't play as much Pokemon as Yu-Gi-Oh! So, you know, bear with me, but then, uh, bless you, by the way. Um, what is it called? They, uh, if you win the world championships, you get structure decks made for you. Oh, that's and, wild. And, and it that's has so like, sick. It, it's, it's not tournament legal, but then it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's a, one, it's a collector item Two, it immortalizes you. And three, <sighs> it, it, it's a, it's, it, it, it's, it's a proxy. It's a, it, it's, it, it's a thing that people can just buy proxy out what the, is the best deck it's you know it's, it's a way to introduce people to the best decks you yeah know what I mean? it's so cool and it, it is such like a wonderful small idea but look at us like that's like, so cool. we just heard it you guys just heard it for the first time yeah, yeah like, no we're fucking excited we're children I'm geek, we're, I'm we're, geek, konami, konami could just do that and then yes. we would just be ups, uh, nuts about it for like the next five years because yeah. yep. in my head i'm thinking this structure deck has like original art as like of that person but as a Pokemon character, like as a Pokemon trainer, he's on the box. Could you imagine? I'll just use Fraser or Ed as an example. They win a YCS, right? And then a structure that comes out and it's got Ed on it, but he's got like fucking Yuki hair. <laughs> like, yeah. And he's got the card. Oh, that'd be so sick. Yeah. It's, ever since I saw those structure decks, I, I knew Pokemon. They've been doing that since like 2014 or something like that. That's I when do. I first saw it. Yeah. And like, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm just always jealous of like every card game. Like, Yu-Gi-Oh. You, I know, I right? We do, we do play like the... Should I say this? We do play... The best game? Yeah, we played the best game with probably the worst price support, period. Like, mm-hmm. the price support is just so like... And obviously, you know, we don't play it for the price support, that whole thing, yada, yada, yada. But it would be nice. It would be nice to actually have nice price support. What's frustrating um, is that better price support can only help the game. It's like in Smash, right? Nintendo has one of if not the biggest fighting game under them. It's super supported. People love it. And if Nintendo just supported it a little fucking bit, they could make more money off of it, and they could make people happy, and they could make even more people get into it. But for whatever reason, they're like, no. Yeah, it's really strange. Um, And I don't know, maybe it's a cultural thing with Japanese people not being as competitive or like the culture. Like, I'm not really sure, but I hear that a lot, that it's just one of those things where, the creator doesn't want the game to be super competitive and Sakurai doesn't want Smash to be super competitive and whoever, Kazuki Takahashi never intended the game to be super competitive, you know? So like, it's always this thing of, we don't want it to be taken so seriously that people are playing for these prizes um, and going really hard for these prizes. They, they kind of want it to, to remain in a casual, just have fun. Don't take this too seriously. Go home to your regular life type of situation. And I get it because in highly competitive environments, look at League of Legends, it can be very toxic what it does to people. And I think you can you probably understand this too, Ed. Like you you know some of the most competitive environments can be so, so toxic as a community because the stakes are so high. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still agree, like I agree with you, Kenny. Like I'd rather us have support from Nintendo and support from Konami to have better pricing and things like that. Like also, I think just with the internet and just people in general, I think Ed made a good point earlier. He's saying how when he was getting into Yu-Gi-Oh, there was a lot of top players that were just mean or toxic or not good people or whatever, right? But mm. 
there's been a sort of a change of the guard where he sees a lot of top players or good players now that are very friendly and are talking to people a lot. I think as time goes on and as word just spreads on the internet and stuff, it can, a lot of communities can become better, right? Like, yeah, they can become better. They, people can be better people. The people that were treated like shit when they were younger, like, for example, I have a similar sort of like Frazier when he said he met that one guy and that guy put his headphones and walked away. Um, I remember I went to a Sixers game with my dad when I was little, right? And my dad, he knew like the entrance. Basically, we went to like this back entrance after the game was over, and there was nobody there, no press, nothing as the Sixers are coming out. Every, I bought a basketball there that had Allen Iverson's face on it. Every single member of the Sixers signed that ball except Allen Iverson. He looked at me and just walked right past me. Wow. And I stood out there specifically waiting for Allen Iverson, right? Yep. So I will never. Ever, 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 ever forget that. So if at some point I become famous or make it or whatever, first of all, I would never do that to somebody. And second of all, like, I'll never forget. You know what I mean? Like, I will never forget that. And like, yeah. if I have a platform where I could talk shit on Allen Iverson, I will. Don't you do that. <laughs> Don't do AI like that. Don't do AI like that. I will say this in, in AI's defense. I just, I just want to say this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, entitlement with celebrities is kind of fucking toxic though like yeah. in his def- now you were a kid though so i, I was a I, kid I, I was seven or something yeah you were a kid that's the difference a lot of times though, i'm talking about grown-ass people our age will think that because they spotted a celebrity that they're just supposed to take a picture with them or yeah 100 percent. like now like, we're the the of kevin hart media. kevin hart has a story where somebody's like hey can i get a picture and he was like yeah i gotta go to the bathroom you know whatever so kevin hart goes in he takes a shit and he said when he he was in there for like 30 minutes, when he opened the stall, the guy was standing in front of the stall. Oh, my like, God. For him. Kept, he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he was like, can we take that picture now? He's like, can we get out of the bathroom? Yeah, like, dog, back up. Like, there is a thing where, and I, I kind of empathize, you know, with people who have this experience because I'm not going to lie. Uh, and this, is, this isn't a small version of it. Like, I'm not a celebrity by any means. But in the Yu-Gi-Oh world, there are a lot of events that I'll, I would have gone to in the past where... I'm just kind of like, maybe I lost my last round or maybe I won my last round and I just want to focus. And I'm walking around the event, just trying to maybe find my friends or something and people will stop you and they will just start to, bro, do you know how I lost my last round? Or they just want to talk to you and you're not really in the mood for it. And there's nothing wrong with you not wanting to interact with people all the fucking time when they want to. Like, it's just one of those things that until it happens to you, it's kind of hard to explain like to to un, to empathize with it like people don't empathize with things they don't that they don't have happened to them like people typically hate on things and then when they experience it themselves they're like oh my god i feel so bad now they understand but when you're walking around and let's say you lost your last round you're just kind of like not in a good mood like i'm 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 not <laughs> like you know what i mean like i'm just not yeah, in a, yeah, i'm I not in it. the best of moods and now people are walking up to you telling you like i don't know fucking stupid stories that Nonsense, you just don't yeah. care about at the time and they or they want to take a picture or they want you to sign some cards. It's like, uh, all right, I got like I'll I'll do it, but at the same time, it's just like, damn, I wish I could really take a break. I couldn't yeah. imagine being yeah, because yeah, you're here, for, you're there for a tournament, not there to to be yeah. looked at. You know, that stuff is fun too. Like, don't get me wrong, I do enjoy attention from people who are like, I'm a fan of what you do. I'm a fan of like Air, like I used to write articles for ARG, and I would people would tell me all the time, like, I love your articles. It's like that. I don't mind that shit at all. It's just that. A hundred percent of the time, I'm not going to feel that way. Like a hundred percent of the time, I'm just not going to be in the mood to like sign cards and take pictures and talk. And I don't think that there should be anything wrong with that. Like I shouldn't be demonized or there shouldn't be a blog post about me 
if I chose to not, and I'm only saying this because <laughs> literally one time, I believe it was either Kevin Hart or someone else, they were with their family and they were walking yep. and somebody came up to them and was like, hey, take a picture with me. And he was like, no, I'm with my family. And they fucking went on a rant on the internet yeah. and tried to like demonize them. Like you didn't take, you're the rudest celebrity. We pay your bills. Just talking, cr- talking crazy. But that's, that's where I think, I think the moral is, with, with all of this, like everybody can learn to be better and less toxic in all yes. of these communities. Right? I, I, the people being walked up to, they can learn how to handle things uh, in one way. But yeah. also the fans, so to speak, <laughs> can learn that, like, you know, we're all still fucking people. You know, you can't just treat me like an object because I won your favorite card game. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So I just want to throw that out there just so that we don't like. So, but yeah. I get it. You were, you were you that were, said I was seven. Yeah, you were All seven, right. and he should have signed that fucking ball and fuck him for not signing that His ball. His face was on it. I had a basketball with every. You still have that ball? I think my dad has it somewhere, but it's been so long. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my dad has it in storage. But yeah, it had every single Sixers signature on it except for the guy whose face was on the ball. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh man, this has been a great conversation, and I honestly enjoyed this podcast so so much. Like something about talking to you is actually very easy, and you have such good insight. I don't know. I really like this a lot. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate. Yeah. It. I didn't get to talk as much because I don't know as much about New Yu Gi Oh. But you know, well, you have- that, that's the thing. Like, like uh, Frazier told me to talk about uh, New Yu Gi Oh, but like I don't know when I'm gonna be on this again. I just like talking about. I like, do. Listen, I do want to have I, you I, on I again. love story time. Like story time. Yes, is we can the best. We do it twice a week. We can have you on fucking whenever. Yes, like, like, we would love to bring you back. So if you're open to that, then we will set up something in the future where where we'll have you again. Because I do want to talk about. So we only talked about Yu Gi Oh, but like. I don't know if you also like anime. I don't know if you also like video games. Like, there's a whole like you're yeah, a person. Because the thing that people don't know if they're listening, like I like Frazier. Frazier's my friend, but I don't really know Frazier like that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like we exactly. like if, if we have good repertoire, that's cool and all. But like literally, yeah. I've talked to Frazier maybe like five different events. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. And and, and that's that that's it. So yeah. So and and that's that's kind of one of my um my goals with this podcast is I know that. And, and then you're not the only person who feels this way. I'm a pretty private person overall. Mm-hmm. Like most people who know me from the Yu-Gi-Oh community, they don't actually know anything about me. They just kind of know like I'm a Yu-Gi-Oh player and I'm a competitive Yu-Gi-Oh player, but they don't really mm-hmm. know outside of that. Like even on my Facebook, the things I post are just kind of like whatever. It's not like, it doesn't really tell you too much about who I am as a person. So this podcast is a lot more um, informative on who I am and like who Kenny is and how we well, feel yeah. about I was gonna say like my favorite like content for any type of Yu-Gi-Oh uh, is is something that makes it makes a person more human. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, and 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 that's, that's like up. my biggest like I I could go on a whole spiel about like how Konami doesn't do that, but yeah, like literally <laughs> like like being being human is the best part of playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, so, like you know you what? Wanna, now that you, you said that, a short spiel, I'm interested. I'm interested in that in the short spiel of that. Oh no, it, it, it's easy. I can just say in 2015. Magic the Gathering made a whole press release about how they want to sell the lifestyle of a pro player, and they made a bunch of documentaries and a bunch of stuff to sell that life and make that life look glamorous and great. And that you know, it's a great life. Yeah, Konami doesn't do that. You know, like the thing that 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 sickens me is is we don't know who the champions are. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know nothing about blank other champion yeah but then if you told me about uh what's uh, what's that guy the magic guy's name uh john finkel i know he's a lawyer i know he's blank and blank i know he's hall of fame you know wow, i know a bunch yeah, of little yeah. stuff because 
uh, Wizards of the Coast does stuff and stuff like that's interesting, players. right? Yeah, like documentaries, documentaries about anything. Like if you take a documentary about insert any guy that was great at something, it's interesting learning other. Th- like I just watched a documentary on Patrice O'Neill recently. But if, mm-hmm. I, if you don't know Patrice O'Neill, the comedian, right? The comedian. Yeah, he was yeah, a yeah, yeah. great comedian. He never made it to the absolute top of the charts, and mainly because of um the way he treated certain people and his his outlook on life. But he was an amazing comedian. A lot of people call him the comedian's comedian, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was a fan of him for a long time, but I happened to also see a documentary. And just seeing like things of pictures of him when he was a kid, like pictures of him as like a 10-year-old with his mom, and then learning about like the things he went through with the things he did as a kid, like that stuff's really, really cool and it's interesting and it it does humanize people more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even the Michael Jordan documentary more about that them. came out recently. Like that yeah. documentary, I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but I also know that Michael Jordan was like raining when I was a kid and I didn't really grow up. No, like I didn't grow up knowing everything about him. Like my dad, like my dad's obviously the biggest Michael Jordan fan because he was the best player when he was growing up and stuff like that. Or when he was like raising me, he got to watch it and understand the game of basketball. He was already an adult. Whereas me, I don't really know that much about Michael outside of, you know, him winning six times like that. I kind of yeah. know he's like the goat. Well, but, Michael's crazy. Like I love Michael. Jordan exactly. So, so when, crazy. when they did the documentary on him on Netflix, I watched it and I was like blown away by some of the stories. Cause th- th- that just, like you said, it humanizes him. Yeah. You know, it, Cause there, there's so many times in, in Yu-Gi-Oh where we don't know the story of, of people. And yeah. that's so crazy. Cause that's the best part. Yeah. I also want to say this. So there was a time in Yu-Gi-Oh where when they would write feature matches out, um, they would in the beginning of the feature match just kind of give you some background on who the people were. And I used to love that. Like, I don't know if yeah. you were big on reading those feature matches back in the day, but I fucking loved the way features might be like Fraser Smith hailing from Philadelphia, PA, you know, 16 years old. Pilot I make sure they whatever. say my locals, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. I, I love that hometown, you know, like this is, this is what I represent type deal. That's really yep. cool. Yeah. Can you guys hear that siren in the background? I can. Now I can. Now I can. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yeah, that, means it's time, that means it's time to wrap the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but we are, we just passed the two hour mark. Um, and I, I fucking hate that we have to cut this short because honestly, this conversation, I feel like can also go for four hours, but we're going to bring you back Ed, and we're going to talk about more stuff than just the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff that we talked about today, because there's, you're just such a like big personality. So I really do want to like pick your brain more and then also bounce off of stuff that you do outside of Yu-Gi-Oh too. If you're interested mm-hmm. in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got, I, got, I got nothing better to do. I got nothing to do at a four o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> you, are very, you are a very decorated Yu-Gi-Oh player and uh, I do respect you. And I love that we've played multiple times. Now I got to see how you play and you're, you're pretty impressive to me. Like I, <laughs> you're one of the most impressive players to me. You, you, you know, uh, you know, I, I have that status favorite, or I have it saved on my on my uh, computer. <laughs> where it goes, yeah. So Ken, I don't know if you know this, but uh, <laughs> Fraser made a post about me like like four or five years ago. Where he's like, these are the players that should have won an event by now, or like yes. something like that. And then he names off people, and then when he named off one, two won right after he said it, or like one person, because I know Kamal won right after. Yeah. He said yep. It. And then I was like. <laughs> I don't want to be. I, I like like I I I normally don't. You know, I I I love winning and all that, but like obviously I want to win. Yeah. But like I want but, you to win so bad. Ed. I can't even. <laughs> I want you to win so fucking bad. I want you to win now too. I didn't really. I just met you. I didn't really know much about you until today. But do, do you know dude, what happened at Chicago? Wait, th- this is totally off. Guy. I don't want to. Oh, thank. I appreciate you. You're awesome. You're great. It's, it's, it was really fun talking to you. You're a fun personality, fun energy to talk to. So I'm an Ed fan now too. Like we got to get Ed a win. <laughs> We got to get Ed a win. So wait, what happened in Chicago? Let's end with this. 
Oh, okay. So YC Chicago is my biggest, one of my biggest Yu-Gi-Oh regrets in life. Um, well, it's not, not even a regret because I don't regret it, but it sucks. So in I, it, I went undefeated in Swiss day one. What year, is, I, what year is this, Chicago? 2019, 2019. Oh, so recently. Okay. You recently. I told Bowden. Um, I, 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 I told Bowden, like I was on the phone with him. I'm like, I'm going to win this event. And then I finished day one undefeated 9-0, first in Swiss. Damn. And it's like not even close. Playing what? What were you playing? Uh, or- Orcus before everyone was playing Orcus. Okay. That, that That's where I'm holding up this is my attack deck. Yeah. Because oh, that's, that, that's where this picture comes yeah, from. That's the, yeah, that I used to always, because like, I used to always be like, this is my attack deck. Like, I don't do anything special. I just attack for 8,000. Yeah. And I just did that 12 okay. rounds in a row. And, and I was in top eight. And then all my opponents, I just... What like the matches were not even close. Like my opponents can open up the nuts and I just win every game. Damn. And it's um game one. I'm attacking for game. However, I activated danger. I discard a card. Doesn't matter what I discard. Summon it. Draw. And I put the card down. But when I put the card down, I pick it up and I go. That is a lure of darkness. That is not in my main deck because I cited a lure because I played. I don't know if you know what Sekka's Light is. I do know but, what Second uh, Light is, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, t- I had a Second Light in my deck. And when I wanted to side in Twin Twisters, Backfield Removal, I cited Allure. Because, you know, I need to replace cards. Yeah, 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 And I saw it, and then I said, this is game. But I look at it, and I go, you got it. And then I concede. Uh-huh. And the guy didn't know why. Yeah, he has but no I idea. Had f- I have five judges behind me. One, I'm not a cheater like that. And right. two, I'm not going to... I'm not going to risk getting banned from Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, you know I, mean? I respect you so much more for that. Yeah, too. that's... that's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, a lot of that, people would have kept that shit face down and then attack for game or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was one of those. And that's the thing. Like, like nine different people whom I, like, respect have said, not what you said, but I would have just done it. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. No, but that shows, a, that shows a great strength of character there. You know what I mean? Dude. You're like, I'm not even going to try to cheat my way out of it. I'm not going to whatever. Like, I'll just take, I'll take it on the chin. Yeah. yeah. Your time will come, though, for sure. Yeah. And then ever since uh, Frazier did that, I've tried because 2019 I was insane. I was like, I was like, I top four times. I was like top eight, top eight, third, third. You know what Damn. I mean? Yeah, you want to so tear. Like, that's also the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the Thunder deck, right? Like that's that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. man. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm gonna be fucking excited when you when you get that W, man. I'm gonna be so fucking happy because I've been watching you for a while, and like you said, I made a list of five people or whoever who like I want to see win, and like they just started knocking that shit down, and I'm like, damn. So I know your time's coming. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Iron Nerd podcast. Uh, if you want to write in and let us know something that you want us to read all out in the show, please write into Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, we have a Patreon. We have a YouTube. So if you want to support the channel, if you want to have a chance to duel against Kenny or I, uh, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, let us know what you think. But we will be bringing Ed back because this is one of our best guests easily. I mean, you can only have subscribe like to my YouTube channel. Yes. What is, so what's your what does YouTube that say? Channel? I can't. I can't. Uh, it's, it's just it high. It's uh, my YouTube channel is hi. I'm Ed. I don't make videos often. Like the last video I made is when I like top data case term like two days before. But I've been meaning to like make like content recently. Yeah. Like, it's hard. Trust yeah, me. It's, Can, yeah. we, we, it's it is harder to do than uh than people think. Yeah, yeah, it's just doing doing it is like the the tough part. You know yes. what I mean? Like yes. getting started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what is it again? Hi, I'm Ed. Oh, yeah, it's 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 hi, I'm Ed. Uh, I'll just send you like something so you can like link it there. Yeah, I'll but, put it. I'll yeah. put the link in the um. Yeah, definitely do that because I can put the link in the description of the podcast episode, and I can also put the link in the description of like when we upload this to YouTube eventually. 
Yeah, because we always we always stagger the YouTube upload, but it, you know it's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, well, see you guys later. We will be back soon. So long. Real quick, before we end this episode, I just want to give a special shout out to our patrons over at Patreon. We have Connie, Austin, Leon, Xavier, Garen, Quest, and Hylian. We appreciate you guys and keep rocking with us. Thank you.